Yo, excuse me, Mrs. Lynn. Yeah. Have you ever seen a show with a couple on the mic with bad content and it don't come out right? We tight. They ain't never tight. And that's not polite. Am I lying? No, you're quite right. Well, tonight on this very mic, you're about to hear We, we swear, swear the, the best, best podcast of the year. So, so. Here we go. Scream Bravo. Also, also if you, you didn't, didn't know, this, this is, is our show. show. Hey, I like that. Life. Yo, welcome, welcome, welcome to America 20 to Life. I'm your host, Mike Lynn, and I'm here with my co-host, Erica, Miss Erica Lynn. How are you, babe? Good. Today is a Wacky Wednesday, Hump Day. What else do we call it? Um, It's just Hump Day. It's been the longest week ever. Yeah. <laughs> so we got a good show today. We got some. I mean, we got a really good guest on today that I'm. We do. I, I'm. I'm happy to have on because I want to hear uh, another side and another perspective. That's what we do on this show, right? We try to open it up so everybody can hear um, everybody's different sides and perspectives. So today we have Ashley Ann will be on with um. um what is it again? I'm sorry. Michigan United for Liberty. Yes. I yo, that that just trying to say that, and I think it's because we had that organization that was Lansing Residents and then all of it, that. So it's like I'm so always, many groups. It's Michigan United for Liberty is you the organization it. that's coming on today. And if you guys have been watching any news at all or Facebook or at all, you've seen the Capitol protest. There's two groups that have been doing um the Capitol protest. You got Michigan United for Liberty and American Patriot Rally. Uh, Michigan United for Liberty is the one that's actually going to be doing uh, organizing the event for tomorrow. Um, also, there is a show that I did a couple weeks ago, and I went up to the Capitol and spoke with some people up there. And I got a different perspective on what people were up there for, how they felt. And that perspective that I got led into a lot of the different conversations that you guys have heard up to this point. Um, things that I've talked about and I say, you know, um, the media is kind of crucifying these situations and we're not really getting the truth about what's really going on up there. Um, it's made me understand that there's a, a lot of times when the organizers do something, they can't control what other people outside of that group do. And, uh, so if I open up a, if I open up an alley for people to come in and, 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 um, and, uh, be a part of something, I'm, I have a mental mindset. Of, I have a mindset of what I want to do. Right. And I, and I have a message that I'm trying to send and I'm trying to I have a message that I'm trying to get through. But anybody can come and dirty that message up. They can come and add their own message to it. And so when I went up to this protest, the first time I went and that was actually the Wednesday prior to the Thursday, the last one that we heard about that was really bad. And, they, you know, they were in in the um, in Capitol. the uh, Capitol. They didn't. This group I have on here didn't actually do that one. That was the American Patriot Rally. They had that situation. This group here was there the day before and they had a uh, one of their organizers was actually drug out of there and it was a big ordeal. And I did a show on that. But I also had spoken to several people out there and I got a different perspective. You know, I got that they're passionate about their rights, but they're also passionate about their right to be able to go out and go back to work and so on and so forth. And that's what they were there for. And most of the people that I spoke to share the same kind of mindset that 
uh, about the Trump supporters that were there that I did, that I had. I was like, why? What the hell does that have to do with anything? Like, why what, are they here? Yeah, what do you think you're going to get through to Gretchen Whitmer by coming up here and saying oh, you're a Trump supporter? Like, you have no say so in anything that I'm trying to do. You can't vote for me. So why do I care to appease you? And those guys, those people, there was a, women and men there that all kind of agreed with me on that. They yeah. was like, we didn't want that here either. That thing that they were all denouncing it. Yeah, they time. were kind of denouncing that. So with that, I was actually in touch with this organizer because I witnessed the situation that happened up there. And she asked not to speak on that situation today. She doesn't want to. I will tell you guys what I seen. But um, outside of that, I had reached out or excuse me, they had reached out to me because I had talked to a bunch of people. And asked me, you know, if I had any information on that, what will happen or if I had any video of it. I did. Uh, but anyways, I put together a full clip with all the video that, that I that I was able to pull off. And, what and that I had is on our own. YouTube page. And that is on our YouTube page. So you guys can go check that out. But this this lady here, Ashley Ann, is who I spoke to and uh, back then. And so I'm just going to be straight with y'all, man. When I said I was going to bring this group on, everybody was like, why the hell are you going? But I had the same conversation yesterday when I brought Phil Robinson on, right? And I can't tell you how much good response that I've got from having uh, Phil on here. Because people wanted, people was like, wow, that was such a constructive uh, conversation that you had with him. Like, I learned a lot. And I learned that, you know, in that situation, there's a lot that he can have to learn still as well. We think that everybody does, thing with, does things with... Um, willful ignorance but sometimes it's not willful get what i'm saying sure sometimes they just don't know no better so sometimes <laughs> we have to educate people and if they're open enough to be educated you can't throw that person to the wolves i asked one of my one of my good buddies today who was a pastor i said you know he asked me if i was going to go to the rally tomorrow and shake hands with him like i said i was going to do on here and i said yeah i think i might go up there and, and check him out and he was like, oh, you know, I, you know, it kind of had a kind of bad taste in his mouth when I said, I said, well, brother, ask me how much grace that should I should I afford him? You you are a pastor. So how much grace should I afford him? I said, you heard that you heard the uh, interview. How would you feel about him? He said, well, I felt like he was telling the whole truth. And I said, so then we are. Are we just going to keep that mind state, even though we all believed he was telling the truth? We understand that he's probably got some probably got some uh, need some education on some of the things and why they Certain bother things. and affect other people. I said, so, you know, how much grace am I supposed to give him or when am I supposed to give him that grace? He said every single day, <laughs> every single day. So that even went against his own initial thought process, when his gut reaction when I said that I was going to go up here and, and give this guy a handshake. And and he was, you know, it even went against his gut reaction. So for anybody who wonders why I bring these people on, give them a platform or whatever the case is, just understand, you know, you've seen how it went the first time we brought somebody on that was controversial. Why not want to know about what you perceive to be your enemy's mindset? Why not bring them on and ask them questions, talk to them, yeah, find out what their real perspective out is? Whatever questions you might have, and I think the biggest thing surrounding this situation too is there's a lot of um, there's a lot of visuals involved. Um, the the coverage we we all know the context that babe you this got it for one in. second. Sure. Oh, you got to go. <laughs> so we we know the context that this has been put in. It's been really really polarized. We've seen the videos, the pictures and things like that. And if you're even like me, I pretty much lumped all of this in as one. So if you're a, you know, a stay at home prote protester, you're a stay at home protester. These are all the same group. These are all the same people. Um, but this group in particular was really, really floored at being lumped in with a lot of that really negative racially dividing, um, you know, imagery and, and things like that. And they were like, you know, 
we are very much for the First Amendment. We're very much for the Second Amendment, our right to assembly. And, you know, we're trying to put a message out that we feel that the government's overstepping right now. People need to get back to work. People need to have their small businesses open up, uh, you know. And again, agree, don't agree. You disagree or don't agree. They do have that right to protest. We yes. all have that right to protest. So their whole thing is like, we don't want to be lumped in with those asshats that were up there, you know, acting ridiculous. And it was kind of They've the same tone. They've been very vocal about They that. have been very vocal. And it's the same with Phillies. Like, you know, if the, my guys aren't brandishing anything. My guys aren't doing these things, you know. And she's kind of the same way, like in our group. Because um, to be clear, it isn't even about you might not know, you know, who shows up. A lot of the people are that are showing up, are, it's not like she doesn't know who's showing up from her group. She doesn't know who's showing up in general and then just kind of being lumped in with her group in particular. And we've experienced that ourselves. When so. I was talking to her, I was telling her, I said, you know, I can kind of understand that aspect. I have two reasons why. The Village Lansing. We have a, a organization that if we have a bad seed in that organization and they go out and do something stupid with a Village t-shirt on or under the Village's name on their Facebook page, it's not going to just rain on them and they're going to say, oh, the Village had one bad person. It's going to be that the village Lansing as a whole is all this. So if somebody has something against somebody or saying something about somebody on their, you know, on their social media or whatever the case is, it's going to it's going to show out to everybody. And that might not be what we're about. And the majority of everybody here may not feel that way. Um, I mean, it's it's the same way, like if we're up on a Black Lives Matter protest or whatever the case is, and then you have some radical people come up there who hate, you know, white people or whatever the case is. And they're expressing that. And that's a loud voice. And everybody sees that. BLM would get a bad name for that. So like I get where they're coming from and I and I empathize with that. And I that's why I say, well, let's give them that opportunity to speak because I don't care about the political aspect. So some people were just negative about it because of the political aspect. Yeah, if you agree or don't agree with. Yeah, well, know, I don't agree or disagree. Yeah. I just agree that we all have our First Amendment rights and I don't think anybody should be able to take that from us. So at the end of the day, whatever y'all saying is whatever y'all saying. And I agree with the fact that you're able to have that right to do that. This is the platform that I have. This is part of our First Amendment rights. So at the end of the day, I wouldn't want anybody to unplug me because they didn't like what I was saying. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? And we talk about that all the time, you know, agree or disagree. When you've got other factors that kind of move in, that's when you go for that information seeking. When I see something like that and it makes me feel like, you know what, this group is it's all bad. It's all negative. I'm not going to respect anything that they have about, you know, going on about them because of the imagery that I saw that I, it is, that's a very valid thought process. That's a very valid feeling. I feel like when we were seeing those things, it's like, nobody, we can't take you seriously. When I see the Trump wagon wagon come through, I really can't take you seriously. And I think I even said that I'm like, I yeah. just can't, I, I roll, I'm rolling my eyes. I, I can't. And for a lot of those people, I probably can't when they're talking about, you know, I need to get my hair done and go do this or that, or whatever the case may be. And yes, those people feel that way. I really don't have anything for them still, even at this moment. But then you've got groups that are attempting to do it the right way. They're attempting to go there and, and do things in the way that they think are going to get the best results. Um, right. It's been a it's been a constant that yeah. they understand that that's not going to get the result they're looking for. And I and I when, I when I had the conversation with a couple of these guys when I went there, they were actually there with this group the, the Wednesday. I said, man, listen, if I'm going to try to get somebody to do something I want them to do, there's no way that I'm going to take a boatload of opposition up there to tell them without force, but just to tell them, hey, if you don't do this, we're not going to like it. We're not going to like you if you don't do what we're asking you to do. Oh, and that person is going to say to you, you know, I was wondering back in November, did you check the box for my name or not? 
Because yeah. if you didn't check the box for my name, why in the hell would I care what your opinion is on this? So if I, if it was my tactically, if it was my, uh, if it was my protest and I was trying to do something with it, I would press her supporters who feel that way to step forward and say, Hey, Gretchen, we like you. We voted for you and we expect you to do this. And if you don't do this, we will swing it and it, you won't be here no more. That's way more powerful. And it's been talked about a lot about that. And now this group feels kind of the same way. They're similar. They're, they're supposedly bipartisan and they don't care about all that, all of that aspect. They just care about the, the right, the liberty of it all. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, why uh, that that the fact that that those people piggybacked on it really killed their movement and they have the same frustrations that we all do when it comes to the white supremacist stuff that was out there and this is a view you would never hear if you didn't have this platform to speak it on or somebody was get the news is really gonna report it correctly which they don't because they don't want that well they didn't you know there wasn't a lot of conversation had directly with um specific groups again it was just you pick apart the things and pull out the things that are the most polarizing the ones that are the most sensationalized and it's going to make you go oh, you know and i do understand being on the receiving end of that sometimes like i've said before agree or disagree because i'm not going to we're never going to agree on all things when you're talking to people that are on one side of an issue. People are going to feel differently. But one thing we have to admit and we have to know, support for Governor Whitmer, be, you know, whether you support her or you don't, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's uh, unanimous with um, supporting every single thing that she does. That's with any political figure. That's with anyone in the legislative process. You may vote someone in, but it doesn't mean that you're going to you know, agree with every single thing that they do. Um, or every decision that they make. So there are people that are on the other side, people, I guess, that you would, you know, both sides of the aisle that are saying, okay, we need something different. We need to go in a different direction now that may be up at those protests as well. But nobody's going to talk to these people because it's not as interesting. It's more interesting to talk to the person in the MAGA hat, you know, carrying yeah. the don't tread on the me flag, and, you know, it, it, absolutely. And so that's the visual you get. Those are valid. Those are real. That did happen. Those people were up there and they do feel that way. I want to make that clear. It's not like that's fake news. I don't want people to think that like, oh, that the media is just concocting it. You can't concoct something that actually happened. It did happen. They were there. They were doing those things. They brought those things. But I appreciate anybody that wants to come out and say, I don't agree with that. They're denouncing I want to denounce you not want to give that us. platform, you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. So we're going to get her on to talk about that and what's going to go down tomorrow. I don't know if anybody's been paying attention, but they are taking this very serious. Um, I don't know if it's because black folk came up there with guns, too. And we had some clean looking ARs with everybody else. And they worried about that happening again. I don't know. But they are definitely taking it serious this time. Um, I spoke with Sarah Anthony earlier today and she advised me that. They are on top of it. They've been on top of handling her security details. She's not worried about anything at this point in juncture, um, but also because they don't have session tomorrow. So there's no session tomorrow. Uh, the, the Capitol is basically on lockdown and will not be open to visitors whatsoever because it's only technically supposed to be open um, to the public when they're having, you know, session, session. Or, mm -hmm. or a vote or whatever the case is. So it won't be open at all. Nobody will be able to go inside the Capitol. Yeah. One thing I will notice is that we're already seeing a very different vibe. Oh, yeah. They take it serious. But let me explain why this happens, though. And this is something that, I, that, that I've said to multiple people. You know, when you talk about why the state police didn't take this serious, because they don't have a worry of those people. That's our worry. Lions are not scared of other lions, but the hyenas terrified. 
So that's the problem and that's the issue is that listen to us when we say this is why communication is so important. If Sarah Anthony tells them, hey, that group of people makes me extremely nervous and that group that the police force says there's nothing scary about it. it's Jim. I know Jim. I know Jim all my life. That's Bob over there. And that's his group of people there. It doesn't matter that you know all of them. It's good that you do because maybe you can go talk to them and make sure they're not going to do nothing stupid. But at the end of the day, that's what made her feel that way. And nobody was taking that serious because they didn't others. believe there was a threat. Yeah, not just her, but others. Yeah, there was they several. didn't believe it was a threat. But that's your own thing that you don't believe it's a threat. And I've had people tell me this. Think about this. For all my for all my brothers out here and, and every race has been in this situation. You're talking to this girl on the phone, right? You, you 20 years, 18 years old or whatever. You're talking to this girl on the phone. And her parents are gone. And she, you're like, hey, what's going on? You know, what's happening with the uh, with the night? What you got going on? Oh, my parents gone. Uh, my brother's having a little get-together with his buddies over here. But they don't mind if you come over. And you like, oh, wait a minute. Then when you, you know, if you do decide to go over, it's like 10 of them. They look pretty rough. You like, ah, man, I don't know. And she starts to tell you immediately, they're okay, fine. They're fine. cool. I'm telling you, he's a he's soft. <laughs> he don't want to fight nobody. You ain't got to worry about You're him. You're sitting on the chair like, I'm man, in danger. You're like, hell no, exactly. I'm in danger. I'm in danger. I know that you believe that they're all of that. but you. It, so this is what I'm saying. You can't pass that comfort level along yes. to someone Just because else. you feel comfortable does not mean and, everybody does. And sometimes it takes people of color to go up to the Capitol armed and escort people to the Capitol to make people pay attention and understand that that is not something that civilians should have had to do. You should have taken that seriously. It should have been taken taken seriously from the beginning, um, whether it's just to, it doesn't matter if there is what you would call, I guess, in the in law enforcement, a credible threat or what you feel is a credible threat. There's no such thing as um, using that to make someone feel safe. If I feel unsafe because I had to walk through people that had guns and they were being irresponsible with them, there was a lot of animosity and anger and it was tense and I feel unsafe, you can't tell me, well, nobody's made a credible threat at this point. That's right. not going to make me feel any better. And so seeing them come out now with their statement saying, this is what we're going to do. And we oh, just they want came you. out no. with a whole video and everything. Did a whole video. It was choppy. I should I should have got with them, man. Like, <laughs> it hey, was you need, rough. I was you need like, some media help, my guys? Like, it was like, it was crazy. But, I mean, they tried. It was a beautiful day out today. They got out there with their cell phone and made a little video to tell us how they was going to handle things and what to expect yeah. when you get there and exactly. so on and so forth. So, yeah, exactly. hold on. Here goes KP Powell. She comes in with, there was no, oh, shit. Let's see. I like this. We getting right to it. Why are you yeah. lying? No one did anything wrong. We're, we're, I'm, I'm confused as to what lie. Yeah. So, that's another thing that I just said. Like, there's, you know, we... You were there, physically there. I watched all of the footage um, on that the, the one day. Um, they're, they're not lies. These things did happen. So I think people get really, you know, frustrated and upset and get hurt and get their emotions involved. Um, when I people think this say one that right they here felt... jumped on here for this. this oh, is for a, sure. You didn't come here with an open mind, but I'm. I'm but I, I think she's up, being here. But I do. I think that what it is is people like her get upset at them saying that they felt unsafe. Right. And so that's one of those things I that you're that not, you know, minutes why that. Yeah. You're not open for communication because right. it's not up to you to say whether or not somebody felt unsafe or didn't, you know, right. did or didn't. You know, these people, these people know themselves, et cetera. Um, somebody else does not has no right. clue what intentions are, has no clue how things could turn out, what could happen. So that feeling of um, being unsafe, it's not for you or anybody else 
to decide whether that's valid or not. It just simply isn't. I'll, I'll give you a KP Powell. I'll give you an explanation of that. I don't know where you're from. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just guess that you're from. Let's say you're from the Ann Arbor area, and it's about one in the morning, and you decide you need to go get some milk from the grocery store. Grocery store is closed, so you say I'm gonna go to this gas station over here. You pull up to the gas station and realize that the club next door just got out and it's full of black people. And they basin and smoke a weed in the cars and everybody's out there parking lot pimping. You go in there and get you some milk. You tell me exactly how you feel in that situation. You walk past all of that and you go get you some milk. That's how Sarah Anthony felt. Just how oh, you live in Detroit, so even better. Yeah. Well, let's, yeah, you're, let's, on, you're on you're on you're on the east side. Let's put guns in everybody's hands yeah, and yeah. also have them yelling too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let's not let's not just <laughs> let's not just say that. Let's say also everybody out there has a gun and they're open openly carrying it. So KP, you got to understand, this is what we're on here for is to give different perspective. And I hope that that touched you in some way. I hope that you can say, wow, I guess I probably would have been a little uncomfortable, even though there might not have been a credible threat to me. My perceived notion of the threat is what it was. And I felt uncomfortable. Okay. Nobody had to be brandishing. Nobody had to be locking the load and say, hey, come here, white girl. That didn't have to happen. You know, it could have just been what you've okay. seen. Like I just gave you, you pull up to the, to the gas station and it's full of, you know, whatever type of car or people that you may be nervous about and that is what you uh seen and decided to go to the next store down the road not that one well sarah anthony didn't have a choice for that so i hope that helps you yeah. to understand one of the hardest things to do is to really have true empathy and seeing something not from your own perspective it's very easy to say you know i was there in a situation and i know what's going on and i was there and that's not what happened there wasn't any anger there wasn't that but that's your firsthand experience that's not the experience that the other person can i tell having, this story so. It's it's the story of a car accident. Um, and this is the good point to her perspective. KP, listen, it's the story of a car accident. The car accident happens. Emergency services come in the emergency services. You have an ambulance. You have an engine. It's a fire engine. You have a police officer. Um, the first on the scene goes to the scene. They see dead bodies everywhere, mangled people, um, cars half on fire. And then. The next arriving vehicle, the battalion chief says, hey, I need you to block traffic. And then the police come and they take over blocking traffic and the other guys go and sweep the mess up and so on and so forth. The medic takes the person to the hospital. There's five or six different perspectives in this. When you do a debriefing on this situation, they're going to ask, how does everybody feel? There may be eight people in the room to say, well, I'm good. I don't know why anybody around here feels any way. It was just an accident. Well, the guy who had his finger on that sunken chest wound may feel a little different than the guy who was sweeping over here. There's perspective. I'm going to have empathy for the who, for the guy who was holding the sunken chest wound, even though I wasn't there. So there's perspective for you. There's multiple layers of it. And you can have that and you can have, uh, you know, your own perception of what happened. But you also have to have empathy for somebody who might have been right on the ground or somebody who may have seen it a different way because of what they've seen in their life. Exactly. So, you know, a pit bull, everybody that sees a pit bull has to think immediately, is that dog nice? Oh, it is. I can pet it. So therefore, everybody has their pit bull in their life as far as a human being goes too. that. Is that dude nice? I don't know. OK, I've talked to him now. I see he's cool. But if you don't get that chance to interact, you just go off that original thought process. So there you go for 
perception, yeah. KP. And true empathy is hard. It's very, very difficult, especially when we have, you know, our own agendas and our thoughts and our own perspectives. But sympathy is easy. Sympathy is something that makes you feel sad or it makes you feel bad for someone or you, you know, wish you could help or whatever the case may be. But empathy is really trying to put yourself in that person's shoes and thinking about how you might feel in a similar situation, not in that situation, but a situation that would make you feel uncomfortable or you afraid. That's true empathy. Exactly. Uh, I'm going to say Chai Latte LaFleur. I like that. If I'm saying it right, hopefully. How can a person tell another person what their fears are? Some people don't know the basic element of communication involves listening. Listening for comprehension and not just a rebuttal. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you, Queen. I appreciate that picture, too. That's dope. That is a dope picture. I call it playing jump rope. If you're in a conversation, if you've ever played double dutch or jump rope, and you're waiting waiting to yeah. jump in yeah. people do that in conversation if you're just waiting to jump into the conversation you can't truly be actively listening oh to KP. what people are saying kp thank you she <laughs> says i like your show no i mean i get it uh, I, when you feel like something's being <laughs> attacked you, no, seriously appreciate it's it. like us when we know what our intentions are we know what we're there to do and somebody said something different you're pissed it's wilx when they use that picture i was pissed i'm like angry yeah. but then it's like all right walk it back let me figure this out. What do we do? Actionable items, you know? Yeah. Get it? So, yeah, man. Um, I appreciate. So, Michael, what did you mean by lions aren't afraid of lions? Oh, let's see. Um, so, Michael, what did you mean by lions aren't afraid of lions, but hyenas are? Um, lions, you haven't noticed in a while that usually animals don't attack each other. So, like, a lion and maybe two male lions will fight over pride but for the most part lions can be around each other all day but a hyena ain't gonna mess with a lion like a hyena is gonna stay away because they just don't know each other that way so that's what i meant by that it's just the lions ain't scared of lions yeah. in most cases but the hyenas are terrified of lions and lions are terrified of a, a group, big group of hyenas just because they don't know each other they're kind of a mortal enemy type of situation so you know that's another media got the lions and hyenas not liking each other i don't know how they made that happen it's probably all the Discovery Channel shows that we've seen <laughs> in The Lion King, too. Yeah, that's it. Could, could be. it be that? I mean, I the think Lion it's King like... probably has a lot of lions and hyenas <laughs> not getting along. Well, they were supposed to get along with, yeah. you know, well, Scar went, and the whole wrong. thing, but it did go very wrong. But that's like the, if we're talking about animals, that's species. But if you're talking about human beings, um, people come from different groups of, of people, whether it's your upbringing, your experience, your cultures. There's so many different things that do def differentiate us. We embrace those things and that's great, but it's always going to make your perspective of something um, different. And that doesn't mean that it's less valid or more. Right. Nicole Buchanan says there are same there. These are the same people that will say the McMichaels were scared of Ahmaud Arbery and were justified in killing him because of their fear. Yeah. So whether or not it's the same people or just people in general, it's it's OK to give them that fear. That's un, that's un, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I got to be better at pulling these words unwarranted? off. Yeah, unwarranted. If I was, if I was, I was I'm, totally a, I'm, the, I'm the best vocabulary in texting. I will text <laughs> the shit out of you. People like that dude, Mike is brilliant. It's because I got time to put it together. You guys are seeing the real me here. But what I'm saying is though, like it's okay. And people will give them that grace that, well, they had a, they, they could be scared because this guy rushed them. Well, why do you think he felt he had a gun in his face well, I wanna, and they chased him down? I want to point something out. Cause again, I always say this, I'd be remiss if I don't. Because if it's on my heart, if it's on my mind, I got to say it. Something that you guys need to understand, too, and this is a very um, specific situation. Um, I told you guys how I felt when I watched. That was so violent. Hot-ass mess. <laughs> you all right over there? So when we, we look like we don't know what we're doing here, damn it. 
<laughs> We've done this so that, before, you guys. I, I swear, promise. I promise it's not our first show. Um, but when I watched that video, it did something to me, made me feel some type of way. Watch the next one, which was a Hispanic woman. In the days coming, you know, I'm watching um, an older black woman um, voicing how she kind of felt and, and kind of the shakiness of her. So I'm watching these things. So historically, America has a history. We have a history of not believing women of color. We have a history of um, of minimizing and of uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Ooh, dismissing. You need one too? Dismissing dismissive behavior when it comes to women of color we tend to not garner the same sympathy um, as our non-persons of color counterparts so when these women are coming out saying that they're afraid i saw an immediate trend with people like oh my gosh rolling their eyes and this just complete dismissal of these women's valid fears um, and that's something that we deal with all the time so there's this big joke about you know the karens and karens and all of that well, what Karenism comes from is fear, but it's white women's fear. So it's very different. Black women's fear, Hispanic women's fear is viewed differently. It's easier to dismiss. It's easier to denounce. So I just want to point that out, that that's what we're, a lot of what we're seeing and how easy it is for people to be like, they didn't need to be scared. Yeah. So. See, I always love when she do this. My wife is the shit. Yo, I don't care what nobody got to say. So um, so uh, let me get her in here. I'm going to get her on and then we'll talk about it a little bit. But so we're bringing in Ashley. Ashley is a co-organizer of the founder organizer. I don't know if you call it founder. This thing hasn't even been in for that long. Like no. they, This thing was born out of necessity as far as they was concerned. Like this yeah. thing was built up out of necessity. They believe that they had a real need. And this is what I talk about all the time. Like, take care of your understanding of people's need for things and how they're going to go into a situation. Like, if they really believe that they're under tyranny, they're going to be passionate. You better have that same passion again. You know, a cur dog whoop a pit bull's sure. ass in his own backyard. And let's be clear. What do we, what do people do when they, you know, they did protest 101. What, that is, again, we're talking about the First Amendment, right? The right to assembly, the right to free speech. When you feel that something is going on in the legislative process, in the democratic process, whatever you want to call it, it, you go and organize a protest. So that's what these people did. They got a group together that were like-minded, that felt the same way, and were willing to do something about it. That's at, inherently at the right. core of all of this. Exactly. So we're going to bring her in here. Let me put, turn this down because it always gets loud. And welcome to the show, Ashley. Can you hear me? I can. How you are you? I can. Yes. How are you? Good. So Ashley Ann is a co-founder of Michigan United for Liberty. I got that right this time, right? I hope so, because yes. it's impressive. Right. Liberty. <laughs> That's been eating me up. I don't know why. I, I want to say Michigan Liberty United. Or I don't know why, but I appreciate you coming on the show. Um, I definitely want to bring you on to talk on some talking points, because I learned a lot about you guys the first day I came out there, which was the Wednesday the incident happened. And although I know you don't want to talk about that, it is kind of a part of this and we don't have to get into any details of it. Um, but I talked to a lot of people that were out there that day and I can't say that I was angry at any of them. And a lot of the conversation was around. They had some of the same frustrations with your guys's rally that I had and that it wasn't their message. Their message was totally different. and It was kind of bulldog by that. What, I mean, what do you what's your take on that? Um, I agree. And, you know, we um for the 30th, for example, um, we were one of the many groups who helped rally people to be there at the Capitol. Um, we put out a statement, you know, 
we knew that there was going to be other groups there. It just, it's inevitable. Um, other people are going to show up. They're going to have their own agendas. It's important for us to make it known what our mission is and what our statements are. Um, so we wanted to put out a statement for the 30th specifically um, because it was going to be so big. And we wanted to let people know where we stood with things. Um, we encouraged social distancing. Um, we made our mission known. So we are for, you know, we don't want any, we're opposed to unconstitutional, unreasonable um, restrictions on personal and economic liberties. And so staying on focus during these rallies is really important to us. So people bringing signs um, that are not on message really deters from what we're trying to do. Got you. Um, so uh, give, given that you guys did gridlock 1.0, correct? Was that your um, guys' thing? That was not our thing. Um, that was put on by the Michigan Conservative Coalition. Oh, that's right. But our, a lot of our members were in attendance there. Okay, so what is your take on um, the gridlock aspect of, that's our downtown, right? And our fire station is down there. Our, our main hospital is down there. Was that ever thought, I know you didn't organize that, but what your thought is on, you know, organizing that without those things being in play or the thought process behind that. Cause I was here that day. I left to go to the store and this thing was all, I mean, it had our highways blocked up. It had the city that this capital is in. We live here. So it's, it is the capital, but, um, that aspect of it, what, what would you, what would be your take if you were going to organize, would you organize something from that matter? Would you type, have that type of disruption or what do you think about that? Um, we've kind of discussed that a little bit as a group and we've decided not to do any gridlocks ourselves. Um, mainly because, you know, we just can't risk, um, emergency personnel not being able to get through. Um, I know there was some reports that that was happening during gridlock. And then there was reports that no, you know, um, entrances to hospitals were wide open. There was pictures of it. So I'm not, I can't speak to what actually happened in that situation. Um, I was on the Capitol lawn that day. So, you know, those things need to really be taken into consideration and need to be worked out with um, officials in the area that those type of gridlocks are taking place to make sure that there's a set structure. Um, so our group specifically has not decided to do anything like that. Gotcha. So, um, has anybody, so I guess it's a question probably a lot of people are going to ask, and I got comments on here. I know you said you can stay on until about nine, so I'm trying to, let's push through some of this, but, um, out of your groups and you guys have been down there, I think you said three times the 23rd, 24th, cause you guys go down there, even when it's not a big thing, you guys have just like 30 people there at a time. So this big, big one is kind of a coalition of sorts. Um, when, when you guys go down there, have you had anybody from your group or know anybody else who's caught COVID or who's tested positive for it and that threat they are worried about this thing spreading out? Um, not that I'm aware of, gotcha. um, no one's been brought to our attention that has tested positive. That was at a rally. Um, there's definitely concern where we don't want to say that there's absolutely no concern for over this virus. Um, you know, if, People want to wear a mask, wear a mask. That's your right. You don't want to wear it, that's your right also. 
Um, we do encourage that people socially distance. We know on the 30th, a lot of people did not. Um, that's their right. We can't enforce that. Um, just like we can't enforce people to not bring their Trump signs and, um, you know, photos of Whitmer as Hitler. We, we can only do so much to try to deter people from doing those things um, and to stay on message. So, so given that, though, you would, I mean, this is the opportunity to denounce that. That's something that you are not okay with. You do not agree with then is that type of messaging and this situation, correct? Correct. No, we really um, have pushed people to stay on message, bring signs that, you know, say open Michigan, all jobs are essential. Um, to this day, I still know people who have not received unemployment. Um, a lot of small businesses that have reached out to us were denied small business loans. And that's that's really important to call to light because those are huge problems. Right. Agreed. And so that's what I kind of got from when I was talking to the people out there was the real concerns. And so the question that I asked, and I don't know if you've seen the video, but it's up on our YouTube. And I put all the video that I made from that day, that Wednesday on there. But one of the questions I asked is if I could, if you could snap your fingers right now and things be how you want it to be thinking of all people. My wife is immune compromised. She has lupus. She can't go back to work. I can't either because if I go back to work, bring it home to her, she's more likely to have an unfavorable outcome. What would you say if you could snap your fingers that everybody's taken care of, what would be in place? I think that businesses should have the ability to work with individuals, their employees who are uh, more susceptible to the virus. Um, to allow them more like a work from home option, um, if that's possible at all, or to take that unemployment if it's offered, um, you know, because we have to protect everybody. That That's not a question on our end. Um, we want people to go back to work safely um, and to feel safe to do so. But at the same time, we can't have all these small businesses go under. Small business is a huge backbone of America. It's a huge backbone of our economy. Um, and I've seen so many people reach out to me and say, hey, you know what? I am a small business owner and I don't think I'm gonna make it another couple of weeks. I have to open my doors. Right. Yeah, that's a, those. these are all very tough issues that are going on and I think the polarization of the protests um and again it fall it fell a lot on on you all um just because i think you guys were kind of visual and vocal and your name was out there a lot um but the biggest thing was the the you you spoke on it the signs a lot of the signs that you know the the, the trump wagon we keep calling the trump wagon i don't know what it's really called but the trump bus or whatever and all the signs there was um, someone brought a noose for the tyranny thing um the hitler things the confederate flag all of these different visuals that obviously sparked so much, um, you know, anger, feel, unease, et cetera. Um, and I know you've said, you know, you can't control what people do and, and they're going to bring things you guys urge. If these things are brought by a member of your group specifically, what would you guys do? If they're a part of the group where you're having direct communication with them and have control on whether or not they can align themselves with you, what would you do? Um, if we know for sure that someone's with our group, that they're, um, it's hard because in protests that end up having large amounts of people, you don't, you obviously don't know everyone who's following your group. Um, 
the only thing I can really speak to would be like people that I know personally or have spoken to over um, social media that I know follow very closely. Um, and I, I would ask them that they put the signs away. Um, we usually have extra signs as well that we bring. So that's an option as well. Um, they could use one of our signs if we have any left. Um, you know, I just, we've put out a lot of um, statements and we just put out a statement earlier today, actually for tomorrow to encourage people, remind them that our right is to peacefully protest. Um, Don't get and, outside of your rights, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Be sensible, be responsible. Um, don't do anything rash. You know, if you see someone who is, is suspicious, um, who's trying to cause trouble, bring that to the attention of Capitol Police. Um, we, we don't want anyone to feel unsafe and we want everyone to be able to exercise their rights safely on, on both sides too. And that doesn't go just for protesters. That goes for, you know, if the legislators were going to be there as well, we want them to feel safe as well. Could you imagine why, uh, you being a woman, could you imagine why, and I shouldn't say you being a woman makes any difference, but could you imagine why uh, Sarah Anthony or some of these representatives, especially the ones being black, could feel uncomfortable in that environment that was there? I know this wasn't your guys' protest, but the last protest that happened uh, last Thursday, could you imagine why they could feel uncomfortable uh, walking through that charged environment? Yeah, I can, I can, um, I can understand that, and I empathize with her. Um, and I'm glad that she reached out to someone to have that security there. If she didn't feel that Capitol police was going to do enough for her. Um, I, I think it's important that everyone feels safe. I really do. Um, you know, I would, if I was in her shoes and I felt that way, I would have probably done something similar. Right. Yeah. So, um, I've got a question up here and I, I'm going to just pull it in. I was going to ask, just ask you, but uh, Paul Torok says, why is so much being blamed on Whitmer and not Trump? So what is your take on, cause I, I've been watching this thing too. And I kind of wonder that. And I'm like, man, it seems like Donald Trump is the one who said that we're going to go on this lockdown and then kind of put it in the governor's hands to uphold that. But it seems like for me, this thing is a multifaceted thing. It's not just Whitmer, but it seems to be more or less both there's a of lot government. of blame to go around. It is blame there, to go there around. Is. There is. Um, so our focus is on the state level. Um, governors have been, like you said, given the discretion from our president to have their own plan and to open up however they see fit, basically. Um, so one of the things about the executive orders is that as of April 30th, they're technically not valid. Um, so and we're going to get to that because you guys are suing her for Gretchen Whitmer, uh, Governor Whitmer, for that right now. Can you I guess you're about to get into that. Can you tell me something about that? Yeah. So we filed a lawsuit on April 21st. Um, I believe. Sorry, the days are starting to blend together at this point. Um, yeah. Today's like Tuesday, Saturday, or Friday or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So we filed a lawsuit and basically the lawsuit is against um, Governor Whitmer, but the difference with our lawsuit is it's in, um, it's not at the federal level, it's in the court of claims. And what it aims to do is restore the checks and balances um, 
which is similar to what our legislators have recently asked for. Um, so we did that back on April 21st. Uh, the next day, Whitmer put out an executive order number 58, which absorbed the judiciary branch, which meant basically no lawsuits. Um, you can file, but the court's not going to do anything. So what we did is we went and we filed for an emergency review um, on a preliminary injunction. And the judge came back, let's see, uh, late last week and said, you know what, I'm going to give her until May 15th at 5 p.m. to show cause as to why I shouldn't grant this. So that right there says a lot because he could have easily denied us. Right. Um, there's other motions that have been filed and denied. So. So you're that, saying there's some meat there because he took that one. Yes. So gotcha. hopefully um, we also know that the judicial, yeah, sorry, the legislators, the lawsuit that they filed um, is being heard on May 15th, this Friday as well, I think at 10 a.m. Um, we also just filed what's called, and I'm probably going to totally mess up this word, but it's, um, amicus brief. Mm -hmm. And that is something that can be filed on basically anyone's behalf. Um, and states kind of, if you're for the lawsuit against the lawsuit and why, um, we know that the democratic party has filed one, we filed one. And I believe one other group has also filed one. Wow. That's a lot. So um, the lockdown is supposed to stop on the 28th of May, right? And so when that happens, does this all, does this all go, does this all go away? Are you guys like, oh, okay, fine. It's over now. Or are you getting like trying to get retro pay for these people or how, what's the, what's the end result of a win or a loss? So we're not going to go away. Um, we have long-term plans, just like with the lawsuit, that's a long-term um, goal because it not only would restore the checks and balances under Governor Whitmer, but any future governor that we have so that we're not in the same position again with overreach, um, which is what's happening. Just like she was supposed to get legislator approval to extend the lockdown and to extend emergency powers, um, and she didn't. So she's issuing these executive orders and saying, hey, you know, we're going to extend the state of emergency and we're going to extend the lockdown, but it's not actually lawful. So if, that's what I wonder sometimes is if something is not lawful, how is it that we're in the position that we're in? Is it one of those things like they always say, you know, people just doing their job or what is it? If, 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 if it's understood that it's not lawful, then how are we in this position? That is a great question because many of us are asking the same thing. Um, and I know, for instance, um, I don't know if you're following Carl. Um, I can't remember his last name. I think it starts with an M, but he's a barber. Yeah. And in a while. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the judge favored for him said, you know, you can stay open and everything. And yet um, Attorney General Nessel is now trying to go after his his license. But the, the funny question I think is, is that instead of really trying to understand why he feels he needs to open, 
they're just going after him and saying, hey, you can't provide for your family. How about we ask why he can't provide for his family? So what you're saying basically is that I should have A.G. Nessel and him on the show to discuss this so that A.G. Nessel gets the understanding and he gets to understand where she's coming from, right? I'd love to see that show. It's perspective. <laughs> so I got a question um, from Angela Waters Austin, who is actually a BLM uh, founder here in Lansing. Well, the BLM um, organizer here in Lansing. She has a question for you. Okay. And I think a lot of people have this question because we want to, yeah, a lot of people want to understand like how your guys's rights or the rights of that outlives people's lives. But I want to just, I'll just read it to you because I don't want to paraphrase. Okay. Uh, my question is whether uh, Michigan United for Liberty has considered that reopening the state without a vaccine is going to impact black and brown people the most. We know that that's been what they've talked about is that black and brown people are catching this thing and having a higher mortality rate. Um, is your right to work more important than my right to live? I have already lost loved ones. How many are a justifiable casualty so you can get back to business? And so that question uh, comes in from Angela Waters Austin. What's your take on that aspect? No, I don't think any life is more important than another. Um, and that's that's not what we're trying to say at all. Um, as, I, as I said earlier, you know, it's really important that, yes, businesses open up because we're seeing abuse rates skyrocket. We're seeing suicide rates skyrocket. We're seeing people who cannot feed their family at this point because they're not receiving unemployment. They didn't get a small business loan. They can't open their doors um, because they're afraid that they're going to get fined. Um, so in retrospect, it's everyone's life that's really affected by this. Um, and if businesses do open up, I would encourage them to take precautions, obviously. Um, you know, only so many people in a store. You know, it depends on the size and everything. Should people wear masks? You, you know, it, it's very going to be, it's going to be very different per business, obviously. Um, but those are things that they should take into consideration. So my thing is like, if you, if everybody wants to open up their business, open it. People have to want to come and patronize to make any money. I'm not going to. Me personally, I'm in my house. So ultimately, I think the argument here is not that things open. It's more or less that people can take care of themselves while things are closed. And that's been the problem, ultimately, correct? I mean, yes. ultimately, if people can get their unemployment, the small businesses get the loans to stay open. If they were to shut everything down from the day, I think it was March 13th when this thing really hit the fan and said, okay, nobody owes anything from this point forward where the, the country's going to reimburse everybody for whatever they're losing in this time, you would have no problem with things being closed and us being on lockdown? Um, no, I would still have an issue just because being on lockdown doesn't necessarily save lives. I have to disagree with you there, though. I understand that... You have to look at the whole picture. We've seen abuse rates skyrocket. We've seen suicide rates skyrocket. So are those lives not, do those lives not matter? I mean, the more acute action is what I think people are worried about is that I could go out, just me, there could be no abuse in this house whatsoever, catch COVID, come home and kill eight people in my house. And so that's really like, and it's just like, so do you believe that through this process of us, because I think that's important is, do you think it's worked? Do you think us being in the house as long as we have been has, has curved the has curved it so that 
now we don't have those. I mean, even the, the the stuff coming out of Detroit now is a lot less than it was. So it's showing that it's working. It's to save lives. So do you believe that it's worked at all? Or I believe it's helped. Um, I would really like to see the numbers compared um, from what the, I've seen personally the numbers aren't nearly as high as they expected them to be. Um, yeah, we've been told that. We we know that one now. Because they were saying, I think, one million people is what they were... Or a hundred thousand. Yeah, what is it? One million? Oh, it was a million. It was a million people, and I think we, yeah. we're at somewhere around 70,000 right now. I think that's pretty close to what I saw last time. Yeah. yeah. Which is still not an acceptable no, number for any, for any oh, deaths, no, you know. But. No deaths is, is acceptable. Right, right. Um, we have to look at the, the overall picture. So when you look at deaths from other things, other viruses, other diseases, what we're doing for this one in particular, does it make sense to do a full lockdown? So we've, we've been talking a lot about perspective and I think it's important because that is one of the um, biggest conversation that's been being had about the virus and things like that. It is my personal opinion. I always like to preface this, that it's my opinion. Um, even what we think about what's working or not working, and even what you just said is all opinion because it is a new virus and we don't know enough about it. And so we don't, you know, we it, it's very difficult to say we can compare it to something that's already there and what we've done in the past or whatever the case may be. So I can understand that we did some things differently to try to head off what we thought was going to be the tsunami of events to happen. Um, I believe that what we did absolutely did help um, with what could have been much, much worse. Um, the numbers that were projected, I just feel like there's no way to have, have known that. But we've been talking a lot about perspective. And I think it's important because when we're talking about everyone's lives and things like that, I think for you and a lot of the people that you guys um, kind of come to the capital with your groups or whatever, you guys are going to be on a different perspective. And that's natural because of whether it's your geographical location, it's your experiences, it's how it's affecting you guys. And I think what a lot of the comments I'm seeing in the question, especially Angela's question, um, is if the country opens back up, because that's the stance that you guys are on. And that's not necessarily wrong or bad. And I don't necessarily disagree with that. I agree that small businesses shouldn't just go under and people are losing their livelihoods. Um, but we also know over here what opening back up too quickly means for the black and brown communities, because even in the small businesses, the medium-sized businesses, um, those people are forced to work. And if it was a situation where you guys were thinking about everyone, what I would love to see is your groups working to hold the legislators accountable for making sure that there's programs and things in place to protect the communities that are getting hit the most. So I think that's what people are looking for. Like, it's not to say that what you're saying is wrong, your stance is wrong, but it's more or less, there's another side to that, that you guys aren't necessarily um, trying to protect. It's really that one. And that's, we all do that. If I have my cause and I'm going up to protest, that's it. I might not be thinking, I'm very tunnel vision. Um, so it's valid to say open up, 
But who, what about everyone else to Angela's point? The people that are getting hit the hardest, the people that have to go back to work. Once things open up, you got to go back to work. You're not eligible for unemployment anymore. So you're forced to go into a situation where you could end up getting sick and bringing it home to your whole family. So is that something that you guys would entertain to in to kind of insert into your goals? That's what plans? I want to know. I would love I, for you guys to insert that. About the legislators. Um, and that's why we do a lot of call to actions um, when we see bills introduced that are either, you know, something that we need to strongly oppose or strongly support. Um, and that's another reason why we're not going to be going away. We're going to be keeping an eye on bills. Um, we're going to be holding, trying to hold our legislators accountable as best we can. And that's why we try to get people to call their legislators email your legislators do coffee hours with your legislators it makes a difference so what i was what i was wanted to piggyback off of what she said because i think it's important this is a i do believe this is a perspective issue i think that in our community and i don't know where you live at but here in lansing um a lot of those small businesses and these businesses and a lot of the people that are working now today at grocery stores gas stations so on and so forth are people of color and so to keep all those things open, we're keeping our people exposed to this. And if we open up more small businesses or even hotels, a lot of the people down here in Lansing that clean the hotels, that feed, the, you know, put food in the hotels, do all that things are people of color. So we're getting them the one business owner who's saying, I'm really hurting for money. And, and then if that person makes enough noise that they say, OK, we'll open back up. Now, 100 people of color have to go in here and work. And if one of them catch it and spread it and give it to everybody, now they're taking it back home. And so that's why it's it's a situation where um, if they're forced back, they have to go back. They can never get the unemployment in the first place. So there's the different perspective. It's the business owner's aspect who may be himself and maybe a couple of people that work in that small business and has some employees. Well, the employees aspect is kind of where we're coming from as far as the dangers of reopening too soon. And then on top of that, if that be, I guess, question number one is putting something in place where we talked about this earlier, though. If they don't want to go back and they want to self-quarantine, a part of your guys' argument being we want those people protected as well. I would love for that to be a part of the argument that if you guys do win, that's something that from America 20 to Life, you put in there and say, hey, you know what? I talked to Mike over at America 20 to Life, and he wants to put this in so to make sure that everybody who decides that they don't want to go back doesn't and is going to be taken care of. So that would be um, my first charge to that. Um, I had one other and I couldn't remember it now. I'm sure, I'm sure you got it because we have telepathy. So I always send it to her. <laughs> no, don't say that because I don't know exactly what, but what I, what I was going to say is I think, um, and I use terms in, 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 you know, saying like to take someone seriously or whatever. Um, I, I do take people seriously. I have to take people for what they say. Um, but I think that more people, um, on a broader scope could definitely get on board with it if it felt like it was, um, much more of that team effort where it was, you know, all. I'm a very much um, show me much better than you can tell me because the verbiage is always going to be like we're, we're in this for everyone. Um, but when things disproportionately affect others, something has to actually be actionable to protect that vulnerable population because the implications of opening even the barbershop up. Once that, that barbershop opens up, the implications of that is things, now it gets easier, things start opening up and we know that that's how it would happen. So we don't necessarily not want you guys to win your fight, 
because I don't want people to go under. I don't want people's livelihoods completely and lost I, and go under. That's a serious issue. Um, it's it a is. huge issue. So I, I, half of me absolutely wants you guys to, to win what you're going for, but at what cost? So it's one of those things Adding that, this you to know, it takes the cost out of it for absolutely. people who want to sit back. So it's like we understand there's going to be a financial tsunami that's going to sweep over this world because of this. So I get where people are saying, I don't want to die from not having enough money to feed my family either. So I get that, um, but I don't want to have to be forced into going to get COVID either. So, like, do you guys have anything in your in your talks or demands like that? Or is that something you'd be considering, you know, talking with your people about adding? That's so we don't have anything because the lawsuit doesn't touch on that specifically. It just touches on the, the checks and balances um, for the the um, executive branch. And mm. so it's more about the powers that the lawsuit. Yeah, yeah, that's what probably that very specific. Um, so I would love to see something in a bill that provides some protection for people. If we have to, if we start to open up and we see numbers start to rise again, and they that's, say, okay, that was my second question. That was oh, my second question. I'm gonna let you finish, but I, I, I that was my second question. If things open up, boom, you guys win. They open everything up. And then here's the second wave. Where's your position at then? And, you know, we're more than likely going to see that no matter what happens. It, there's really going to be too. more waves from everything that we've seen from scientists and doctors. They're saying it's probably going to be kind of like the flu, right? So it's not just going to up and disappear and go away. That's not how viruses work. Um, so if we start to open up and even if it's just, you know, region by region and kind of keep an eye on those numbers, if we have to scale it back, we need something in legislator that's, that's, you know, are there protections for people? Is there, we need something in place for unemployment too, to streamline that process. Because as we've seen, we have lots of issues there. People can't get through. People can't file. People aren't getting their um, unemployment payments. So we have a lot of issues that really need to be addressed. And I'm right there with you guys on that. It definitely needs to be discussed. And that's going to be on our legislators. Gotcha. So we really need to, like I said, contact the legislators. As a talk unit. So this is something I would say, because I, I saw someone motioning to you. And I know it's getting to that time that you said. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, I, I, I always like to because um, the conversation is always great when we open these doors up to be able to have conversation and hear what your perspective and your truth is and you hear ours. Um, a call to action that I would say for your group to be would be um, do some research on what you know, I would ask do research on the most vulnerable communities, the black and brown, the poor, the people that don't own a small business, but are the essential workers, the lower wage workers, these people that will be affected by us reopening back up and you know, see what is it that my group can do to insert some of these things that affect them into our demands or our vocalizations or what we're being loud and proud about. That way, when I say I am concerned about everyone, that you're truly 
putting that actionable, those actionable items to the test to say, this is for everyone, not just small business owners or people that can't get unemployment. That would be my call to action to you because I think that that would get a lot more people on board with the cause because it would feel like we are actually working together. Yeah, man, you guys would be so strong right now if you added that stuff in and we all were down there asking for that. And again, I always say do your research because it's not what I say or you say or what we're telling you or whatever, but there's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of statistics. There's a lot of things out there to be able to know what are the things that I feel are tangible that we can do actionable with what we're already doing that could make it safe for everyone to start reopening, you know, Michigan back up. Yeah. And so I have one thing I want to say before we get off of here, because I know you got to go and I appreciate you so much for coming on here and get braided with questions and did an awesome job. Thank you. Not easy. Um, you guys have been labeled to be a part of white supremacy and all of these different things. And we talked on that earlier, the Confederate flags, the nooses, and so on and so forth. I think that I always open this up for somebody in their organization to denounce these things openly and publicly in front of everybody. I think it's hard no to question. denounce these things in front of everybody and then go back to your secret layer of racist and be able to live in a normal situation. So this is kind of your situation and your time to say, hey, you know, this is what it is. Um, I'll give you that time to do that about as, as far as it goes with the white supremacy thing. Yeah, no, we are not associated with anything white supremacy, um, anything racist. We are just not about that. We're about people as a whole. Um, and you and I talked a little bit earlier, Mike, and like I said, you know, every group has that bad apple. It doesn't matter what group you're a part of, there's always going to be bad apples, right? Um, I personally am all about getting to know an actual person. Um, you know, saying hi, asking questions, getting to know the individual, because like I said, there's people in every group that. You're trying to be careful. Cause I remember when Trump said there's good people on both sides, right? But it's okay when it's not. I don't know that one. But... Oh yeah, yeah. No, he said that about the, 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 in Charleston with the, you know, when, when they had that white supremacist rallied on there, he said, there's uh, good people on both sides, but I get what you're saying. Cause we did talk about this and you said that there's, there's good people or excuse me, you said there's bad people on both sides. And I have to agree with you on that. There's people who will come together like we are now and hear each other's sides out and leave from that feeling brighter and understanding. And then there's some people who are just going to always hate and not, not care or always think back on these situations and say, I don't care if that's a good person or not. I just don't like, so you're saying that ultimately your group was not and that's what that's the vibe that i got from you guys when i met you when i met not you personally when i met that group was that uh there was none of that it was a you guys said and, and so that's another thing i heard is you guys are bipartisan it doesn't matter to you who's in there if they're uh taking our liberties yeah we're a grassroots nonpartisan um organization and not affiliated with anyone right on so I appreciate your time. Is there anything else you want to add? I know you, you have the time and so on and so forth to tomorrow. I'm hoping it's going to be a safe event. Um, I'm planning on stepping down there. Maybe I can see you and, and, and say, hey. Um, so anything else you'd like to say? Um, I would love it if you would stop by and say hi. Um, I'd love to meet you in person. And I know we uh, we talked a little bit, too, about like getting a barbecue together. <laughs> yeah, we're going we're gonna to try to do that because I, I want to have these type of conversations with all of our communities and just find out where we where each other sits at. 
We're so much powerful as a unit. For sure. And we to echo that, I think it's just important for, you know, because I always want to, if you're here and you can take that back to a larger group of people, it really is about, you know, action and just really asking yourself, um, these are what I want. These are the things that are affecting me personally right now in the group of people that I that are standing strong beside me. Um, but let me think about how it's going to affect everyone else, all these people, and especially the most vulnerable. And once you start having those thought processes, they insert yourself into everything that you do. And I think that that makes for a much more powerful unit. And you get less... Um, you know, uh, opposition, I guess, from people that are just saying, you know, you guys don't care about us. And that is a big, a valid feeling on, it's always happens, not just with you, just period. When people feel like you're only out for your self-interest, um, it gets that feeling that then ours doesn't, and then nobody wins. And so if people really think about that and you think, how is, how would this affect these people or this group of people or everyone as a whole? And what can I do to mitigate that? What can I do to help that? That I think makes a much more valid cause, in my opinion. Yeah, that's why a barbecue would be great to have. Yeah, and you know, that's um, a great opportunity. You know, things like this, um, getting a whole diverse group together for a barbecue at the Capitol. Um, that's a great opportunity for us to hear from so many different people about what their concerns are and what their, um, you know, issues are with what's going on. Because, well, as you guys know, social media is not reliable right now. Um, yeah. So it was That's nice a whole nother issue, to too. What was that? That was a whole nother issue we didn't even get to talk about. They took your guys' social media down. That's, like, crazy that that happened. So, you know, social media is, is huge for things like this because you hear from a diverse group of people. Um, and you get different sides. And you did get all the concerns. But when social media starts censoring and taking down groups and pages and you can't connect with as many people and hear all those. So I have to ask you, though, because we brought this up, the death threats that were on your guys' social media page. Were the moderators just not catching up with this thing or what was going on with that? So we're not sure what happened with the group because in the group we had good standing with Facebook. Um we had like no warnings or anything like that given to us. We had keywords set up to flag us for any um, violence. Um, so we were doing pretty good. Um, the moderators were, I mean, maybe like an hour or two would go by because some of us are still working, some of us aren't. So obviously there's a time gap sometimes with getting to reported messages, getting to the keyword flags, but those were being monitored and anyone who said anything in any regards of violence was removed, um, comments removed. The page, um, we didn't monitor the page as much. So I can't say for sure if there was something there that we didn't catch because with pages on Facebook, I don't know if you're aware, but there's no like keyword setups for yeah. those. Yeah, we have a couple pages, yeah. Yeah, so you like really have to monitor things. And when they start going viral, it's hard to keep up. Right. Um, so I wish that more people would have kind of taken the time to notify us if there was something of issue, especially with the page, because we don't have those keywords um, available to us or anything like that. Um, I don't even I don't even know for sure if there's a way to report 
comments on a page. I've well, it's never... more it's more yeah. about the people that come to your page respecting that that's your form of organizing and respecting that aspect and not coming on there and doing crazy stuff like that because that's really what it is. Now it will probably never ever happen again unless some troll got in there just to try to get you guys wiped out. But that's it. Respect our page so we don't get it taken down and then we'll never have this you know this movement again. So that's really what it was. Right. And that's why we didn't have a huge number in our group, because we were taking the time to vet people that we were letting in. We were looking through profiles. We were making sure that they're answering the questions to try to mitigate all of that. Right. Absolutely. So it's just it's really frustrating that without warning, our group was gone um, and then our page, too. So. So tomorrow, nine o'clock a.m. to one o'clock, correct? Yes, 9 a.m. to 1 o'clock at the Capitol. Okay, I'm, I'm going to be looking for you guys to pull down any Confederate flags, and I'm going to be looking for you guys to make sure there's no Nazi swastikas because that, that's what I'm charging. Your guys' security, tell them. I think the Michigan uh, Liberty Militia is going to yes. be there. I don't know if they're okay, doing your security, but they are going to be there. And We've talked to Phil already about that to uh, try to mitigate those situations so that we don't have to have that bad press because this is our capital city too. And it's actually our city, too. So, you know, like we, we do care about it. and We don't want us getting a bad name either. So hopefully everything's peaceful and goes off without a hitch. And maybe I'll see you down there. All right. Yeah, great. So. Yeah. If you come down, you got my number. So shoot me a text and I'll let you know where I'm at. All righty. It's very nice to meet you, Ashley. And now you you know that you have um, a black and a brown friend. So if you have questions about something or you want to roll something around or just whatever, we're just a message away to talk through things. I think that is a huge start in facing some of the things that maybe get reported about you or the people have perceptions of you or to change your perception and then your actionable items will change. And I think I would totally be on board with that. Okay, great. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. Thank All you right, for having care. me. Absolutely. Thank you, Ashley. All right. Have a good night. You too. All right, y'all. That was Ashley Ann of Michigan United for Liberty. Um, we get we touched on a lot there. I mean, that was that was a good interview. I think we learned a lot about their group, especially. Um, we now know that they're strictly business. That's for sure, because they got like four lawsuits going right now on Gretchen Whitmer. <laughs> so they they bought they shit. Um, and there was some really great. I appreciate the you know it, it's a lot coming in, and sometimes in yeah. real time. And you guys got the questions. argument on the comments too. Yeah. So that, that you guys got to understand, we're watching these comments live, and I'm like, damn, they about hard. to fight in I'm here. trying to like scroll up and down, but um, really good questions and comments about it because I think that's important to understand. We know. We know when people are doing these things, it is very self-serving and um, we are the communities that are always going to be the forgotten ones. We're the ones that typically get affected the most, but we're the ones that are going to be the marginalized ones in the situation. And so um, if you can start a conversation with someone, even if it's just one person in a small Facebook group, but they have some reach to say, hey, what can you guys do differently that's going to include everybody? Because again, like I say, show me better than you can tell me. You can tell me all day that you denounce things. You can tell me that you're for everyone, but I need to see some things inserted in your agendas, in your plans that show me that you're actively working against these things and actively including everyone into your goals. So that again, always going to be my call to action for, for them. Yeah. So man, I mean, this is how I believe you do work though. Like, you know, if you can come on to a show like this and, she didn't know what she was going to be in, getting in, into. I could have been a straight dagger and just came right at her. And we all could have been, 
I mean, obviously she could have hit end, but that was never sure. our intention. But no. I mean, to come on and tell your stance and your point of view, I love that she denounced all of that because I already knew she was going to because I'd already spoken to them two, three weeks ago, and I knew that they didn't appreciate yeah, that. They, they, had, they had been said that. They had already said that that stuff took away from their cause, and it definitely, it definitely didn't help their cause whatsoever, especially media-wise. They would rather have had five, 800 people out there that didn't have any of that and just had, you know, the signs that represented their, their fashion mm -hmm. or whatever they're with. So like, I, I get it. That. Yeah, to get her on, to be able to have, you know, have that conversation. But it also, yeah. as we always like to do, it opened the door up to be able to have those additional conversations and point some things out that she can take back with her. That's very important. It's very easy to say, you guys are ridiculous and I don't agree with you and blah, blah, blah. And that be the end of it. Um, but again, when people continue to remain so divided that we can't even try to help each other, everyone ends up losing. Yes, exactly. So um, I appreciate Ashley for coming on. I appreciate you guys for your questions. Um, we're going to switch gears a little bit, but tomorrow is that uh, is going to be that um, event. And if anybody feels a need to go down there and protest, I guess it's all for you. Um, I've been asked multiple times if I'm going to go down there. My my thing is, is that I don't want to catch COVID, to be honest with you. So I believe that being around that many people could definitely put me in danger. So if I did go down there, just so you all know, I would go down and seclude myself away from people just to have a six foot conversation with her and with Phil, because I do want to see both of them in person. Um, and you guys can say what you want. You know, there's going to be people that watch this and like, why are you talking to her? Like why? Because I believe in diplomacy and I really believe that if we sit down with each other and start to find out who each other are. Some people can, I mean, look at this group. It's powerful. It's a powerful group. So at the end of the day, if I can, if I can leverage, leverage of any of that and, and talk to them and say, Hey, listen, man, this is what my problems are. So we talked about the barbecue on the fourth or 4th of July. If we were able to have that barbecue at the Capitol, could you think how powerful that is? Now I've seen some comments in there were saying, well, if Ashley had black friends, she would understand that this, that the other, well, Ashley may not have a lot of black friends, but if we have a 4th of July barbecue well, she and she know. starts to meet people and says, wow, I didn't know that they were affected this way or with Mike being her friend now. And she says, you know, I got this friend, Mike from Lansing. He's really cool. You know, I, I've never really been around, a, a, you know, a, a black person that that often or that much and been able to have good conversation. And since I have, you know, I've learned a lot from them. You know, I've learned a lot from him and. These things are important to me now because I care about and I'll give you a perfect example of this is Phil, who we had on yesterday. Somebody dug through his old Facebook page or not old one, but his other Facebook page and pulled out some Confederate flags that he had on there. And we had the Confederate flag conversation with him yesterday. And I genuinely believe that he thought the how he felt about the, the flag. And I don't believe it's that it was intended feeling. for uh, racism for him. So he gets on there. This guy got on there. He posted two pictures of a Confederate flag. Like, Phil bro. came on on the post and he said, man, here's this Confederate flag again. I told you guys I'm not I'm not racist. It has nothing to do with that. And so I had to have a conversation with Phil on the post. And I just said, Phil, I know you don't feel that way. But can, you ever took into consideration how I may feel about it? And Phil just said, I said, this is the type of thing that I think we can work on together. And Phil said, you know what? You're right. That was a that was a moment, you guys. That's a moment. This is somebody who didn't understand how this can make Mike feel. Now, if Phil has love for Mike and sees me as an equal and sees me as somebody he cares about and wouldn't want to hurt, and I tell Phil, Phil, that hurts me that you would say that or that you would do that, that's a new perspective for Phil. Mind blown. 
changed the whole world with this guy. And now we already know that Phil has a bunch of people that follow because he's the leader of a militia. We know a whole lot of people who look to Phil. So how do we infiltrate to show love and to show somebody what what really is affecting people can affect you? And, and if you care about people, that's how. By, by showing love sure. and talking to and having a different perspective. Just that open line of communication, period. Some people ain't going to never care. Now, something I... In, to be fair, to be clear, and fully transparent. Oh shit! When she says this, it's about to get. No, please don't do it, babe. Don't not. do it. Don't I would, do it. Nothing bad. What? Okay. I, what? I, this is the honest truth because um, we all know that, like, uh, fighting racism, denouncing racism, all these things constantly fall on black and brown people. <laughs> it always falls on the minorities yeah. to do the work, and it is exhausting. It is fucking exhausting. It is mentally, emotionally, and physically draining and exhausting and angering and and tiring and sad um, and all these different things right i am in no way shape or form saying that everyone needs to take this route and take that route no. and do these things because it's it's not for everyone and it's not your job and if somebody says you know what i just don't have time for it i don't have the mental space i don't have the emotional capacity to have conversations with ashley then that's okay but we t happen to be people that tend to hold people very accountable publicly denounce people and things and racist stuff and sexist stuff and misogynistic things. And we do these things openly where we're going to speak out against it and protest against things or whatever. So for us, we're gonna, if we're going to do that, it makes sense to do the other work as well in conjunction with it. Because for me personally, I think for us, one without the other is just not as effective. It's much more effective the way that we see fit to do that. And what's good for us may not be good for you. So I don't want to say this is what everybody should be doing because mm -hmm. some people don't have the capacity to have those conversations with somebody. Angela says, live as you are called. Thank you. Very exactly. well put, of course. Well, so, Very poignant. <laughs> yeah, my thing is that a lot of people will, will come and say that we shouldn't be doing this work because we're from this community. And my thing to them is like, okay, that's your opinion. Sit back, chill out. I'll do the work that I do. You do the work that yeah. you do. What's the work you do again? Oh, none? You ain't doing That's shit. The worst if you're That's usually anything. the time you hear it is from the people who ain't doing shit. They got a whole lot to say about how you doing it. So yeah, at the end of the exactly. day, man, I, this is our free time. We don't get paid for this show yet. Uh, you know, but at the end of the day, and my mom kept telling me, quit saying at the end of the day. <laughs> she was like, every time I watch that, you say at the end of the day about eight times. Mom don't care. She, be she was like, well, you got to find something else to say. It's at the end of the day, at the end of the day. So <laughs> Mama so Sharon funny. got on me about that saying at the end of the day. Um, but anyways. Too funny. What I was saying, though, is that at the, at the end of the day, I'm going to say it again. Um, it's it's our thing, man. This is how we feel, and, I, and I'm good at it. You know, I, I feel like I'm good at having these conversations. I don't get upset about it. I can have these conversations, and and people listen, and it's I'm, I'm open everyone. to listen to them. And I, and I like to enlighten myself about things that are outside of my box. Yeah, and if you've ever watched any of our shows, I've probably said it several times that – Again, we're not saying if, if you don't. Oh, agree, I will eat your ass up if you openly racist. You know that. <laughs> exactly. Now you can't. Don't hold me. Don't hold me up because you know I will pick Come at your now. ass. I will. I will blast your ass out. All of that shit. Not if you are on openly our that. watch. But if I believe that you got, I can work with you. Then I'm gonna give you some grace. But if I don't believe I can work with you, and I'm gonna talk about somebody like that in one second, because you ain't get away. <laughs> I, I know you're watching. You ain't get your your ass didn't get away. I got you he hooked tried in. It. I got you hooked in. I just gonna let you swim away. Thank you getting away. Um, if there's people that I don't believe I can work with, then, they, you know, at the end of the day, it's just time to, it's just it time to open that ass up. You know what I'm saying? Like, period. But some people I believe are open for a conversation. They're intelligent enough to be able to, to handle it. Um, so that's why I work on them. 
we we can only wish um, often that we we are given those opportunities. And I'm trying really hard. You know, quarantine's got us all working on ourselves, right? So I'm trying really hard to um, not project, you know, a lot of the resentment and, and the anger that you might feel over the distreatment and the mistreatment and the disparities between things and saying, you know, well, we wouldn't get that. I wouldn't get that, et cetera. I'm trying really hard to still feel that and validate that because it is true and it is, you know, valid. Um, but to say, how can I actively work against that in, in all communities that, again, the ultimate goal, y'all, is to help marginalized people, however that is, wherever that is, that, whenever yeah, it is, that's the ultimate it, goal. Yeah. And so, like, I always say, if you don't agree with it, that is cool. Um, I mean, don't come for me like that. Yeah, don't come, at me. don't come at me. Because I'm a Second Amendment but... advocate, so, you know, I'm ha I'm handling <laughs> well, that part of it. I don't and I'm even good mean, with my hands, too, so y'all know that. that oh, oh, I don't even mean in that way. I don't even mean in that way. I thought you were trying to fight, and I got your back. I'm I was just saying, you. <laughs> I mean, that, that remains true as well. But I'm just saying, don't come at us in a way of trying to tear down and rip us apart for doing something differently then you may do that. That's something I won't do. That's if, what I used to do to people, though. It's growth. I used to growth. dead ass. I used to dead growth. ass. Like, yo, how was you not doing this? My first rodeo with this type of thing, <laughs> and Tashmika can tell you, this is a friend of ours. I used to be so upset that we wouldn't go down here and immediately and, immediately and kick down the diocese door, and we're gonna bust LCH ass. And I'm like, you know, at like the end of the day, I had to learn, like, slow down a little bit. We gotta do. We gotta be tactical in how we do this, and it worked. And I was ready to do things how I wanted to do it because I was militant Mike at the time. I didn't have no Martin in me at that point. It was just straight Malcolm. And it was worse than Malcolm. I was worse than Malcolm. I was like for real red from the L, like red, red, and Detroit he, red. And, and the thing is, is we can't both air on the Malcolm side because that's no. not a good yin and yang. But like, I'm putting them together know. where I got a little Malcolm <laughs> and MLK in there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And a little bit of James Baldwin in there too. Like I'm putting it all together where it's like, damn. But Make, this is a whole making a great level. point multifaceted so yeah. i think that you know, everybody your, don't deserve your perspective Malcolm. has to be multifaceted your approach uh what you do and how you do it it does have to be multifaceted remember we're, we're trying to be the most productive and effective right so right ultimate goal <laughs> shit not just yes. this Big is gonna picture. look good while i do this but i'm gonna fail at the end mm -hmm. i want to look good while i do it but i also want to get the win like i don't like losing so at, but the, end just, the, day, at the end of the day though oh i said it again, you said it too damn it now you got me we're gonna have to start it. taking a All drink right. after Every time somebody so say at the end of the day, my thing, and this is my friends always tease me is I always say number one or number two, or I always say, just to be clear, I can't stop saying just that to though, be clear. but just to be clear, we will always center, um, minority communities, black and brown communities. I mean, that's just a fact. I don't want, you know, I know oh, there's a, sure. I, there's this, you know, kumbaya or whatever the case may be, but, um, as far as what no. the goal is, that's the root of all things. Um, but how we feel we can best serve the interests of our communities, I'm very open to tactics on but different tactics. But that's the tactics. thing. That's the difference is like what you just said is exactly what I'm saying is that we are going to always center ours. That's period, point blank. And people get mad at that. They don't but like I'm, that, and they, you know. But but I'm going to – no, I don't know who doesn't like it. I mean, I don't care what you care about that. about me like liking if I'm going to center our people. That's always going to happen. But how I get to that point is going to be unorthodox as shit. Cause this is how I work. I'm not always going to do anything. There's no, if somebody, and I was, I was, I was involved organizing with this group and this dude gave me a piece of paper with, um, it was, uh, escalation of, um, protest and how we're going to escalate and this, that, the other. And I'm not saying that's not a good paper. I'm not saying that somebody shouldn't use that, 
that's just not how I work because I'm so unorthodox. I might jump right to punch you in the nose and then give you flowers later. That's how I went. I didn't give you flowers first and then you said F with your flowers. Then I'm punching the nose. I do unorthodox shit and it works for me. So at the end of the day, there's no there's no flow chart that's going to rock how Mike Lynn is going to put, you know, diversity yeah. together, but also be OK with this group. And how this, there's no there's no flow chart. It's just like I'll be telling people sometimes I wake up in the morning and I'm my clothes is stretched out. I'm bleeding and I don't know what the hell happened. Like Teen Wolf, like I was just yesterday was all Teen Wolf, Mike. It wasn't Mike for real. And I wake up and I'm like, hey, what the hell happened? I don't even remember yesterday because God was leading me through all this process. So there's something else y'all don't know. I, I do believe that there's a higher power and I do believe that he's moving me. And so at the end of the day, it's like all of these things. I believe are just kind of, there's no way that I'm here right now. If anybody knows my life, you would never believe that I'm where I'm at today. And I, and I was able to fade all of those issues that I had and fade all of those near death, you know? So like at the end of the day, again, at the end of the day, um, I am, I am, I do believe there's a higher power pushing me and, and moving me. So, you know, I, I, I move unorthodox and I don't question it. If something happens, it pops in my mind. I get a, I get a call in my head sometimes and I'm just like, I need to call this person. Cause that person knows that person. And I bet you if I can get to that person, I can have this conversation that eventually will get me this. And it yeah. happens just like I said, pop, pop, pop. Next thing you know, but here, it's real time. It's here. We are. This is crazy as hell how this goes down. And so I trust that in myself. So then that's what I'm saying. The unorthodox aspect of how things are going to move don't always make sense to everybody. And I said it in a post before, like extraordinary shit doesn't always make sense to ordinary mm -hmm. minds. And that's true. You've people done some tell of your me, best work on a full moon night. People tell me all the time, they be like, when I'm telling them my idea of something, they be like, Mike, that's ridiculous. You can't do that. You can't do this. You can't do that. And it's like, man, I, I just be, now I just start moving where I don't even say nothing. And it just, it'd be a headline. Sometimes like, that's the best that way. Dude, you should put Shy's um, comment in there because that, you know, I, I, I appreciate that. Shy, Shy says there's a time for checkers and there's a time for chess. And I, and I move and I saw I try to move. I try I to move that, that way and see things beyond my scope and zoom out. My wife said that. I think you the one that said that. You got to zoom out a little bit sometimes. Yeah, zoom out. We tunnel vision's instant. Um I'm a person everybody always wants to say take emotion out of it. Take emotion out of it. Take emotion out of it. And I'm a person that's like hell no. I I garner some of my best ideas and my power and my motivation to go on when I don't want to and feel like it from emotion. Um it's about learning to control and harness it. Propel you but don't you don't have to take emotion out of these things because let's um, be honest with ourselves, you know, social justice, uh, all this, the work that people are trying to do, the good work, um, it is deeply rooted in emotion. Okay, so there's going to no, be emotions involved, be. but it's it's basically passion. yes, a lot of passion. You just don't let it, you know, overcloud everything where right. judgment's skewed and we can't move forward in an effective way. So I think that's the most important side of it. So next up. We got this again. Yes. Mr. Rebel. Can you pull a comment in there along with that? Because Sheila's, I was going to say, her comment segues right into this so well, um, because that is what did not happen. Okay. <laughs> well, actually, what I'll do is I'll pull that in first. Sheila says, we can all agree to disagree as, or disagree as long as there's respect. That is the most important thing of all things. It and that's is. what I try to afford everybody's respect. So we're going to chat about a situation in which uh, that did not happen. This situation right here. Oh, I just did it wrong. Dang. Doggone it. Let me, I'm pulling it in now. <laughs> you guys can't see the behind the scenes, but I am the, <laughs> I'm the editor. I'm the co-host. I'm the all of that. So anyways, here we go. Mr. Rebel again. 
Um, this is what I want to say about this. This incident with this dude popped off and it was something that could have been very minor. When we keep talking about perspectives and talking to people and being able to hear each other and so on and so forth and have respect, what happened with this situation with this dude and the comment that he made, I don't believe would have gotten to this point had it been handled correctly by uh, the accused. And But since that point, and I've been explaining to this dude, now I had a conversation with him yesterday because I'm all in a graceful mood, right? And last night, we were going back and forth, and it's really childish how this dude goes back and forth, and it's really like manic kind of, um, where he'll make a post, and then you know he'll say something on a comment, and it's real derogatory or real weird. Or the thread's been kind of Yeah, the thread's dead as hell, and he'll come back on, and it's like, what'd you say? And it's like, dude, that comment was like eight hours ago, and you responded to it, we're done. But it's like, this is how he, this is how he interacts. So anyways, um, yesterday I was like, you know what, I got time. It's like four in the morning, which I really didn't, but I'm yeah. like, I got time. So me and, me and wife ain't been asleep in like four days dealing with all of this shit, but I got time because I want to help this guy figure out why, what the hell's going on, why it's happening to him. So anyways, um, we had a long conversation and it was an open conversation that took a long time to get to it, but he started to tell me that he knew that he was wrong. He said that he had stepped on a hornet's nest and before he knew he did, that it blew up in his face. And I was like, well, you stepped on a murder hornet nest, true, and you basically poured gasoline on it and then fucking set it on fire. Set it on fire and then now there are murder hornet bees that are hornets that are on fire and they're stinging you. <laughs> so at the end of the day, it's all about how you handle things. And this dude continuously handles things bad. And I've warned you over. And you're not untouchable in the aspect that you may think you are. So yes, you may go down and take a whole lot of people with you, but you still go down. So just chill, my guy. Like, that's the only thing I can say is just chill, my guy. You don't have to respond to everything. You don't have to win every single comment. You don't have to get on here and think that you're going to bulldog people. Some of the people that you came at, and I know you may, be, you may be in your own life used to dealing with people this way, and that's fine. And I'm not going to tell you how I came to that conclusion. But what I'm saying is, bro, you picked the wrong ones. You realized it yesterday. That's a part of the conversation that you don't say to anybody so it was told to me this morning that uh me and him had a conversation and it was all over now it can't be all over because the conversation that happened prior and everything that happened prior had nothing to do with me i was defending and trying to help you out of this hornet's nest that's it all i did was say hey if they're saying this is about you if you just denounce it this all goes away and he picked a fight with me and then it was back and forth just about that but the original situation is not with me so you can't apologize to me. We can't come into an understanding. The only thing that you can do is call up Tashmika, which I don't think you even have that option anymore now because you fucked it up because I keep telling you to do this and you wouldn't. And Or contact Paul. Maybe he can help you, his, her, her husband. Or contact Angela, which I think that door shut for you too. So like I told you before last night, you're going to have to apologize to them in a public forum in the same forum that you disrespected them in in order to get that grace that you're looking for. Or you can take on the full fucking fight with three to four people who are probably the feistiest fucking people in this in city when it comes to it. Just Google me, dog. Like, I'm not the one. Like, I will go down with you too. So at the end of the day, I'm not trying to have that fight with you, but what I'm saying is just chill. Yo, just chill. Like, if you Googled any of us, you would see that we're not the ones for that, and we will go all the way. I mean, we're talking about the diocese that has been taken on. Um, we're talking about everything and everywhere we live at right now that's been taken on with no fucking fear. 
You, you're not putting any fear in anybody. Nobody's worried about that. We're trying to save you and save ourselves from having to go through this fucking drama. So just let it go. That was, that's completely unnecessary. And that's the, the point here is, you know, I said it from the start. He just approached it in such um, a very disrespectful and entitled manner it, that you just I just knew out the gate. I knew initially that it wasn't going to turn out well because I knew that it wasn't going to be any productive conversations because they were trying to have productive conversations with him. There was respect you know, professionalism. They were definitely trying to keep it civil, communicative, productive. That's all it's been. He was not having it at all. No, he because he's used to, to controlling the situation yeah. and having people cur up or you're used to having control over people because they either work for you or you have some type of knowledge of them that you feel like you can spit out on them. My skeletons is on the table, dog. Like everybody knows I was a yeah. thug. I've done all the fucked up shit you can think We've about. And it's I've already done a whole true life story with Lancer State Journal. I'm not worried about I have nothing that can you need to just chill, man. Like and it's not even about exposing anybody's lives. It's more or less just doing what's right, bro. You asked I mean, you 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 did you said some things in a public forum and a lot of people heard it. And there's people in high places that are contacting these very people that you've been into it with. And they're 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 shutting down like the conversation as far as agreeing with you. So they may tell you in your face like, oh, no, you're not you're not wrong in this. But they're watching this shit, man. And it's not looking good. And there's no amount of um, gaslighting and making yourself the victim in a comment section of Facebook that is going to take away the words that were already spoken by you and the tone that you took and the tone that you had the context that you kind of gave surrounding how you were behaving and how you were speaking to people. Nobody did that to you. Like, no. you know, so the, the whole, you know, playing the victim in it as if, you know, you didn't warrant and welcome what is happening right now is mind boggling to me. But I think that there's a lot of exposure going on and you keep kind of alluding like we should be the one, but it's oh, we really, should be worried about yeah, you exposing you're exposing us. yourself. This was like, this is not something that anybody here sought out. And it was really kind of like a bewildered feeling. It was like, why not just stop? Just stop. If you don't want to denounce anything and you don't want to clear the slate and make things, you know, clarify fine jump off be done with it but you literally kept coming for them so that says a lot about you yeah so like, at the end of the day man at the end of the day <laughs> um i'm just like i'm just i'm begging you bro i shouldn't call you bro because you're not my bro and you call me that and i got upset um i'm just asking you man to just do right man and just take care of these women that you uh that you so publicly badly disrespected publicly <laughs> disrespected and did that to take care of and do it right bro that's all i'm saying like and that ends everything. And it's, you're not going to take an L. You admitted to me that you stepped in some shit. You didn't realize it. And now you want to make it right. So, like, at the end of the day, that's how we ended the conversation. And I told you in that conversation, you can't make it right with me. Because you kept saying, are we good? We never was bad. You need to deal with them two, two people. You put it plainly. I have no no feelings whatsoever yeah. towards you as There's a person. There's nothing to be made right with you. Yeah, like, you can't make it right no with feelings me. But they're my sisters, though. So you have to make it right with them. That's where I have, that's where the problem comes in for me. And that's the only reason I jumped on it, because you was coming at my sister. So at the end of the day, just make it right, man, and move on. This shit is going to get way too ugly, and it doesn't yeah, need to be that it's way. It's gotten ridiculous already. And I do have to say, I have my own theory. You know, I'm very opinionated. Um... 
I do not think that when he says he stepped in a hornet's nest and didn't know what he was getting himself into, um, I don't necessarily believe that, and I don't think that that's valid. I mean, I can believe it because he said it, but I, do. I don't validate Who's it. Who's the because, takes on Tashmika um, and Angela? So I want to be clear. When he says I stepped in a hornet's nest and didn't know what I was getting into, I think that he absolutely had somewhat of an idea that he could be getting into something, and I think he could have easily found out very quickly and easily what he was getting into. I think that he didn't care. I think he walks through the world in a certain way uh-huh. in which he does not have to care about stepping in horn. Trumpism. Test. And so uh, call it whatever you do, but I think that that's mostly what it is. And um, I do not think that he is sorry at all in any way, shape or form. I think he's sorry that he got caught and he's getting exposed and he got outed and his behaviors actually, people are making him atone for it and kind of calling him out for it. I think he's sorry for that. I don't think he's sorry at all. So there's a lot of layers to it that I'm just like, you know, you're just not a good person and you're showing that and you're exposing yourself. We we have nothing to do yeah, with that. Yeah, that's a fact. So um, that's all, man. I wanted to bring this on here because we do got to talk about that type of thing, you know, and I show grace. And so you can't say that I'm just the person out here trying to cancel culture people. That's not me um, I, at all. I show grace and I really try to a lot. I stayed up all night talking to this dude I was trying like, to get him to do the right thing. One more, one I could have just let it go and let this guy just, you know, fall into his own grave and i was like no you know what i tried to save you in the very beginning and i try to save you now and i try to save again today by saying bro just let it go stop giving good advice you know and i'm trying to do that for you and 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 you're not taking it so now it's like i'm putting out an open plea to you man to take care of these women do the right thing and move on this is not a loss for you you need to know that this is not a loss for you you're actually doing the right thing and people will commend you for it people will say to you I, you, you, you know what? You did not know what you was dealing with and now you do and you are remorseful and you've shown that because you've done all these things to make it right. That's how you handle it, yo. Or That's don't. it. Or don't. Or don't. And then, you know, things and are going to go how they go. And wonder how it is going to affect all these different things and relationships, et cetera. Like, just understand that. Like, these I, I, things have repercussions. And even it might have been a really long time since you felt them. I know yeah. that that's a thing for some people. It's been a really long time before, you know, they were held accountable, truly accountable. It's called uncomfortable. But, it's a feeling that yeah. comes right here on your side. It there's happens, a diagnosis man. for it and then there's treatment for it too you know we can get you some treatment for it but it's not all bad being held accountable is uh it's a great thing it's a good thing it helps you grow as a person and it helps you become a better person but some people aren't really interested in being a better person and that's cool too but again you know there's always going to be repercussions all actions you, have equal you know reactions you caught the right ones yo like i think that there's a lot of people out here that wouldn't take it to that level and you caught the right one. I'm just telling you, you, got, yeah. you got the right people, man. So it's like, this is one that may not be worth fighting. Yeah. You got to know when to fight your battles. Makes me wonder how many people, you know, in the wake ha- ha- weren't the right ones, but felt the same way. It just makes me wonder. Yeah. So anyways, life is life. And tomorrow is the big apocalypse. <laughs> they keep calling it um, rally down there. And mm-hmm. I don't feel how I don't, you know, I'm I'm supposed to advocate one way or the other, right? And I just feel like I'm comfortable staying in the house. So I don't need to be on their side of it. But then also, I don't really feel like um, being down there catching COVID, arguing and fighting either. So, And I like Gretchen. So my thing is, I like Gretchen Whitmer. And I think that I'm, I'm way happier with her than I was with our old guy. And I think a lot of this, and this is a question I didn't ask her. But I think a lot of this comes from the Trump aspect of him going at Gretchen. I think that Gretchen was very smart early on to say that she wasn't going to try to get into any tangles 
with Trump verbally out in the public because she knew that he would, he's got a soft skin, kind of like the guy we just talked. Like he can't take that. Like mm-hmm. having somebody just, it, have somebody come it. back is like worse than anything. And I will, mm-hmm. I'm, I always gotta up you. And that's like what Trump is on is like, yeah. and that's what happened. I believe that narcissism and narcissism steps yes. in and is like shut it down. <laughs> so um, Angela says, when I tell someone to stay off my page and then they post with a smiley face to check my inbox, it's more than creepy. I still haven't looked at the message. Um, yeah. So Angela is, is this is the person I was talking about that he had went after. And Angela, I completely understand how you feel. I mean, you're you're in your situation. You know what your situation is. And the creepy nature of the way the comments were coming in, it even had me wondering if this dude, and I even asked yesterday, like, are you okay, man? This is not normal behavior. Um, usually people get into an argument and have it out. I even sent the inbox message to him so we didn't have to do it out in the open. And he res- wouldn't do that because I knew what he wanted to do. He wanted to victimize himself on this comment and make me, because I was, I was open to listen. So he wanted to make it, you know, him be able to say everything he say. And then I say, oh, well, I don't know, man. You need to I just do right. Point. Yeah, he wanted me to say all of that. He wanted and, you to validate And so then behavior. he could say, see, Mike even told this. And that's exactly and what that's he did what this he did. morning was went to, Dan, or, or what is it, uh, our city council member and said that, you know, this oh, he said, happened, he said he talked to Mike good, and yeah. he said he talked to Mike and such and such and such and everything's okay. Well, nothing was ever bad between me and him. Only conversation I had with him was about handling the thing correctly with these people and the people that he wronged. I didn't feel like he wronged me. He he wronged these people extremely uh, bad. Uh, so that was it, you know, with that situation. But yeah. um, and just period, point blank, um, private apologies. I'm not gonna keep or... giving him no time. Yeah, because pri- the next time I talk about it, though, it's gonna be the whole show. Oh. And I'm just gonna, and it's gonna it, be a layer by layer. It's gonna be just the whole the show. I'm gonna bring people on. I'm gonna do all of this shit. I'm not gonna talk about it no more. That's none of is how is how it's gonna rock. I'm sure that these For people sure. who feel this way are already got things in motion to make sure you do not feel like you got away with this shit. So at the end of the day, I don't I don't have no place in this no more. I'm done with it. We talked about it because I wanted to talk about those people who are beyond help in these situations because he yeah. tried everything. Um, so that's For a wrap sure. with but that. But it one. applies to every person that a a, a private apology is never you know, going to excuse public disrespect. So just uh, people, that's just a general thing for anybody. Keep that in mind. And so again, back to the Gretchen Whitmer thing, I just feel like it was, it was this, this thing is charged. And how can you not, when you see the Trump wagon pull in and they play the TRUMP song or the MAGA or whatever it is, I just feel like it's a motivated power that has nothing to do with that. When I see that, but that's why I went down there because I wanted to talk to these people. And so I found out that they do actually have a reason. But when you have people who don't really have any message, they got to jump onto somebody else's message to spew their hate. And that's why yeah. you've seen all that shit there. They have no message. When you're down there with Trump shit, what message is that? We want Trump in as the governor? Take, Bring him over here and put her there. <laughs> we'll do that. That's cool. Let's switch. Let's switch him. That's <laughs> perfect. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, you get people, your way. These people are somewhat, you know, ridiculous. And I do have some theories. And I actually was just thinking about them today. Um, mm, theories. I like yeah, theories. Yeah, I just, I have some theories you didn't about tell me it. about these. I didn't because I didn't have a chance to, but I was thinking about it because I'm like, why? These people are like so frustrated. And we talked about how, you know, we have to look at it from their perspective. If somebody believes that and they believe there's tyranny, there's overreach and their rights are being infringed on, you know, you got to think about what mindset they're in because they truly do feel that way. They think that way, right? Right. Then I'm seeing all these things where they're trying to, you know, a lot of these people are drawing parallels between 
um, you know, historical injustices and you keep seeing it on like the, the, the Nazi behavior and they're calling her Hitler. And um, some of the people that are like standing up for their rights are paralleling themselves with like Rosa Parks and all this and that. And mm. I, so I got to thinking about it and I was like, you know, it almost feels like what, you know, white people do which is co-opt things and it's like are you really trying not to co-opt? all white people do it I'm, but i don't think i have to do, do a disclaimer I, oh. I mean we can put a disclaimer for america to life in general that if it doesn't apply to you i'm not talking oh, that's to you true. i'm sorry if, if you feel a certain way then i probably was talking to you because right. i when somebody when something doesn't make me feel the way i know you're not talking about me true but point being in that is i think that there is a long history of a lot of different things that persons of color, marginalized people or whatever have gone through, been through, et cetera, um, that non-persons of color have not. And it's like, this is this huge insurgence and it's like they're capitalizing on it to like, is, are they trying to, to level, the, are they trying to level the playing field? field? Yeah. We've been through this. So this is too. like, yeah, like, is this, uh, this is just a theory of mine. Is this another way like, to say, see, yeah, what about see, slavery? Have, and they're like, well, what about 2020? Is, I, was, I lost everything. I was just going to say, is this <laughs> another example of what about isms? You know, um, where you're trying to draw parallels where there's no parallels to be drawn. And so that's why it makes it hard for us to, again, look at the situations and really see true injustices and tyranny and rights being infringed on and things like that. When you go through your day-to-day life, um, seeing these things up close and personal constantly, so we're not as sympathetic as empathetic. So that was just something I was bouncing around in my head today. I'm like, man, are they just? Is this one of those things that they're they're hijacking and trying to co-op now too? Now you're social justice warriors because things are closed down, even though we know why and there's a reason. How often do we get context and valid fucking reasons for the reasons why our rights are stomped on? We don't get no damn explanations from the president and the governors and mayors and shit. We don't get none of that. So, yeah, I was thinking about that today and I was like, ma'am, could you please calm down? I'm going to have to ask you to leave. Stop. I was just going to say, I feel like. Can can you please calm down, ma'am? You're going to have to ask you to leave. This is what I always tell him because he'll try to. Get a manager in here. Somebody call the police. She's acting out. (laughs) I only have two buttons. I'm either going to go in there, hold clutching my pearls and I'm going to get my way or they're going to be like, ma'am, we need you to leave. Oh, she played an angry white woman real quick. (laughs) Oh, I can care in like the best of them. Good Lord. (laughs) But sometimes it don't turn out and then we all understand my valid and true place in the world and they're yeah. like man we will call the police they're like what's your name man and i'm like they better erica. get here before i jump over that counter yeah erica um that sounds kind of latin <laughs> um call the police we are gonna give her money back but now that her name's erica Shut what's your maiden name uh, rodriguez oh yeah <laughs> Hell no. Get security over here. I get a pass. I can pass. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, pass. you got the lighter skin. You might be able to pass. Um, I don't know who this guy Gary Wayne is. You keep coming and putting Superman shit. What is that supposed to mean, bro? What, what, how are you seeing that? Oh, I don't see it up there. But it's yeah, like a... keep coming in with a little Superman stuff. I Gary Wayne. We are social justice warriors. <sighs> Thank you, Gary. Yeah. Oh, that's what it is. <laughs> yep. Got his chest out. Yes. So, um, anyways, yeah, that's tomorrow, man, and I, I'll be, uh, I'll be interested to see how it goes. I know that they're getting together. They, they talked about having all this different security and shit down there. Like, they really scared of these insurance agents and shit. Like, I don't think that's it, honestly. I don't think that they're scared. I think that they're trying to make up for kind of the fuckery that's been what's been going on. You know what I mean? Gary, so. if you don't stop coming on here putting emojis, we can't see that shit. I can't pull it. If you put something on here, some words, I can pull it over yeah, to the screen. Yeah, we can't pull it over. Look at how can... it looks when I pull it over to the screen, bro. It, yeah, it looks like we can't even we do it. We just got Gary Wayne on the screen. Look at this. 
so I don't know. Let's see what Gary looks like. What What's up, Gary? I don't know. This looks maybe. See, Gary's an insurance agent. Gary Gary <laughs> goes home every day and has a Coke and a smile. And then he likes to go golfing. And he doesn't ride in a cart because carts are for s- sissies. So he walks 18 and smokes cigars. Am I right, that Gary? Was highly specific, babe. I know, Gary. I don't, but I think I do. Let's bring uh, a valid comment. Angela in there. says they are trying to cloak themselves in virtue by co-opting black oppression and struggle. It wouldn't be necessary if the struggle was righteous and rooted in actual oppression. I I mean I can't deny that, man. When I hear this, people some people's signs are like, you know, when I hear things and I'm like, damn, where was you at when we was in slavery? Because it's like these signs are like, I'd rather I'd rather die of this than live as a slave or some shit. And it's like. I'd rather die of COVID than live as a slave and all this shit. I'm like, damn. Yeah. Really? Is it exactly. that? Is it that bad? Because I'm just at the crib. And I just went to the park the other day. We went kayaking. As long as we stay away from people, we're social distancing and we're quarantining ourselves. So like. Yeah. And that's why it's important where these groups, you know, differentiating themselves again, because you do have people that are not like, it has nothing to do with things we want to do or whatever. It's about livelihood, et cetera. You know, I can I can I can have a conversation about that. I can get with that, but it's just again, again, very specifically, I'm just talking about the bullshit of the co-opting. I couldn't. I, I just it's something I started to see recently, um, where people are kind of sharing little pictures and memes of themselves along with like, you know, freedom fighters and shit. And I'm like, <sighs> you know, I, I brought this up the other day. I'm so I'm so tired. I brought this up the other day, and I wished it. I wish to God that we could do this because it would do one of two things. It would. It would either show all of us that we're right in our assumption that if this was a black thing, nobody would care, or it would show us all that we have equality. If the government came out and said that given that, or if they did kind of an Asia, uh, China thing and said that all black people, because they have a higher rate of catching it and dying from it and so on and so forth, we're quarantining just them or mm. just those people can't work. Yeah. Would you fight for our rights this hard? Would y'all fight this hard for that? Because we know that otherism tends to be practiced it's real easy because then it's not affecting you so oh ren says but do you think tomorrow is going to be like the last one i'm a little scared i do not think it is i don't either i think the last two got out of hand and let me tell you why very we didn't talk about ashley and us did not talk about this fact but this is what you guys all need to understand that group would not have stormed into the Capitol and did all of that had it not had been for what happened the day before and if you guys go to my page on our YouTube, I have a video on there that shows the day before. It shows everything, and that's how calm it was and how everybody was out there, the conversation until the incident happened where the girl went in there and got drug out. And when that happened, it blew everything up. Everybody yeah. was pissed. Everybody was yelling people and screaming. And people came back. So now when they left that, I'm sure they got back in the groups and said, hey, our girl was beat up by, you know, a red coat. And I wouldn't say she was beat up, but she definitely was assaulted in a way. Um, and so at the end of the day, that is why when that word gets out that, hey, not only are they we're in tyranny and this, you know, this governor's doing this. But then we went in there and tried to say our say our yeah. piece and they dragged us up out of there physically. And one of them had to go to the hospital. That's yeah. where that came from. And again, from. this is just stating what happened. It's not about My opinion, right or wrong or yeah. whatever opinions. It's just that's what happened because it's important to give context to any right. situation, especially when it blew up like it did and was so visual because nobody, like, 
thankfully you guys you heard it here you're getting some context you're getting context straight from sources from people that were actually there the day that that incident happened and then this happened the next day so you're getting the firsthand experiences and context is very important this wasn't just some off-the-cuff thing you got something that i didn't even know um a lot of these groups and people had been at the at the capitol several times oh yeah like we're talking some of them were coming in, every single out. time they were in session yeah. they were there protesting yeah. and so that's something that a lot of people don't know so that day was definitely um polarizing it was a huge thing that piggybacked off of you know the day before so i think tomorrow was, is going to be even different more a lot more different when i was talking to the people that were there they were like yeah so tomorrow there's another group that's coming because mind you it wasn't this group that came that next thursday it was a different one so this group that i just interviewed today was like yeah there's another group coming tomorrow thursday there's gonna be a, uh there's gonna be a, a protest too and it was just really nonchalant nobody ever said hey it's gonna be armageddon up here and they're gonna be storming this capital and shit mm-hmm. that, that never came about um so at the end of the oh, so at the end of the situation, can I say that? <laughs> you can say whatever you Sharon, you don't Mom, got this. Don't you don't can. hurt me because I keep saying <laughs> that. Um, but what I was gonna say is that I don't believe that anybody thought it was gonna be that. But when they left that situation and the word got out that a red coat grabbed a hold of a lady and it was it was pretty violent, man. Like I watched the tape over are all those and over. Videos up? Yeah, all of them are on our YouTube. Go to our YouTube page. You can see it. all Subscribe. the videos from multiple different Raw angles unedited. of the incident and what happened. And so There's that right there, if it. you go watch that, you'll understand why Thursday looked yeah. the way it did. Because y'all know how I felt the next day about the girl and all that. And I, you know, I don't, I still feel the same way because, I, you know, I, I can see both ends of the, the argument or whatever. But, you know, her behavior be leading up to it. But then how she got drunk out or whatever. Watching she, those three videos, I, even I was like, whew. I mean, I can't, we just have to, again, be objective. So if you watch those videos, the raw and edited videos of what transpired and then think about what happened the next day, it makes it'll sense. make a lot more sense than just face. And again, I want to, I want to say this and it, it pains me because I don't care that they're painted that way, but the whole storm in the Capitol thing, it has been validated that um, they, this wasn't some like bum rush where everybody ran in there with guns and rushed the Capitol because uh... <laughs> that's literally the visual. I just want... I I have to say that because that, um, you know, that the truth is that they went in just like anybody else would be in and they had to do the little, you know, bullshit screening process to get in there. Everybody went in single file. So that to me is even funnier that they're like with, you know, their tactical gears or whatever and everybody's getting their temperatures taken or whatever. Yeah, single like file. Elevator one by one. music playing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, and then they get into the foyer and they're like, yeah. Can you take your hat like... off, sir, so I can take your temperature? Oh, yeah, sorry. But man. that's the way actually. Can you move the air out the way? I can't. So let, me, they... let me move my gun out the way for you so you can take my temperature. <laughs> so they like, they stormed the foyer in that area or whatever the case may be. Yes, that that, that happened and that and the yelling and all that or whatever, but it no, wasn't but there like was a one bomb capital. I can't remember what his name was. Let me see. I'm going to pull his name up here because I've got it. Um, oh man, what the hell is his name? What's the context? Who is he? What, the guy that was in there yelling, "Hail Hitler!" Oh, somebody sent us that video, yeah. and they're like, "Mike Howder, yeah. Mike Howder, I think he was." And was again, in there yelling, "Hail Hitler!" He's all on video, and I've got the video, and I wish I had it. Had it, I could have played to it. Put up. But again, to that? be um, clear, two minutes. But to be clear, the whole because it's not right it's ridiculous but they are aligning you know whitmer with hitler and if you know that's one of those things where i was like i'll have to pull it up run says brian brian howard yes that is howder brian mike howard Howard. okay so that guy was that was a video i had not seen yeah he had a gun 
and he was having he was throwing the Heil Hitler sign and he was yelling Heil Hitler and then he switched it and was like Heil Whitmer and it was just very very I was watching that and I was like oh shit not Brian she says damn you Ren don't be doing that to us <laughs> now, we like, gotta, Never mind. now we got to scrap the whole thing We'll, we'll cut this part. I out. was gonna say something. You wouldn't let me get in with it. Damn <laughs> me? It. Yeah. Not me. I don't ever interrupt. It was gonna say something. That guy was a Bernie Sanders voter. Oh no, KP Powell. Okay, so now you're gonna make me pull it up. Hold on a second. That's that sounds like a. He theory. was a Bernie Sanders voter. I don't know about that. Let I don't know. See. It wasn't the nope, not the pick that went. Oh no, huge. his name is Drew Drew Mike Howard. Yeah, it was not no, not that picture. Ren asked um the one pick that went huge. No, 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 no. no that was that the guy, guy that was yelling past the police at again, like I said, watch the videos of what happened. I'm gonna send He was this yelling to past you. the police um at the red coats again and Yeah, not that. That guy, version. yeah, he was yelling at the red coat because yeah. that red coat uh, was the one that drug is the, the one who drug the girl out. So he was like, yeah, so that was, that oh, that's what I was going to say. I wanted to make sure that I did say that that girl was protesting great. Just yeah. so everybody knows. She had a playbook. She had a whole playbook like you're supposed to. And if anybody does know how to protest, you know that the object is obviously to have them do something stupid. And she yeah. got him to do something have stupid. To have a plan. And so now I brought attention to their cause. But this is the guy that was doing the hell Hitler shit. Gotcha. And now we have what someone saying name? that they were Bernie Sanders. Um, I don't that's voter. that's not him. This is this is the this guy right here is the guy and I think what was his name again? How um something Howard? Um one second. I got it. His name's Drew Mike Howard. I don't know who where he's from yeah, or we whatever. Don't really have much about I'm not it. supposed to be scared of him. Anyways, this is him right here, and he was the one doing the How Hitler sign. And I, and I it's a video. I've got a video of it. Yeah, of him doing it. We'll have to so. upload that to YouTube as well, so that you can have that. Because again, yeah. it's important to watch the, like we said, raw unedited footage of the events that transpired that do play into each other, because that will help you to form a better opinion and know what happened yes. that day. Because if you so only it hear does, the you headline, don't, exactly, you don't go into tomorrow thinking that, oh my gosh, if that happened that day, what the hell is tomorrow going to look like? Well, what happened the day before that all happened didn't happen today. So let right? me tell you so. guys the worry about tomorrow. Is not necessarily the people that was already there. The worry is somebody who's seen that going down and then says, this is the perfect opportunity for me to go down here and pick off 30 legislators. Do you see what I'm saying? That's yeah, the nerving that part. Somebody sitting in their basement smoking cigarette after cigarette, <laughs> drinking pineapple juice and says, I'm about to do what my, my mission was to end. I don't know. I just felt like the can, like he's drinking oh, it. Oh, then, out of like the can. Yeah. And then when he got done with it, he like puts his ashes in there and dumps it. He goes, and he lays on his couch and his cat's like eating out of some tuna can. It's over there on the so counter. Disgusting. And his toilet hasn't been flushed in a couple of days oh and it stinks. So again, the only the thing he's got in his again. fridge is like one bottle of beer that's half open. Yeah. I don't know. But so Good that's day. that guy. Good um, That's that guy. But, uh, but just someone that's an anomaly. Though the, the girl that had been protesting the day before was had a whole plan and it was and it's nothing mm -hmm. wrong because when you protest you have to know your rights to protest so that you don't step out of side of your rights and that's mm -hmm. the one one of the main things about doing all that is like not stepping outside of your rights you see all those laughing emojis <laughs> that's why you stop fucking cutting me off when i'm telling a joke you let it go look I, at your look at your screen right now I, I, yo she will not let me live every time i, I get on a vision y'all my mind is fucked up i got a weird mind i think of funny shit and she will not let me do it. Like anytime I get on a tangent and I want to tell y'all a whole story about how this guy's room looked, she's like, um, yeah. Well, anyway, so, so why are you not let me live though? I, 
I do. You didn't though just now. I was trying to. um, You don't have to do anything, but just sit there and laugh or don't laugh. I got this. Damn, I'm gonna finish telling you about this dude house. Then he got like three pieces (laughs) of furniture in there. None of them match. He's got duct tape on the counter that can I you can tell say, he uses to do that. Uh, See, you won't let me live right I'm now. Sorry. I just I have to say. He's I'm not, not, you guys don't get no more jokes now because she right. won't let me live. Set the stage. I do want to hear about did. that. I house. had the okay. stage. No, it's done now. So his windows are all blacked out with like tinfoil and shit because he's scared of like aliens thinking over his head. And oh. it's for sure that he has like old beat up white New Balances that he wears everywhere. And the duct tape that was on the counter, he uses to like patch those up. Right? And I'm thinking that he never goes and sleeps in his bedroom because he's got a bunch of books on his bed and he doesn't have any room to sleep in there. What and are they're the all books like about? they're all ammo magazines and shit. Like, like World Geography? No, or? ammo. Oh, like guns and ammo animal. magazines. Oh shit. Yeah. So, so hold on, picture this, y'all. Literally let that sink in and listen think about who that what that guy is. Let me live one more time. He drinks like he drinks like uh, energy drinks, like water. And like I told you, there's nothing in his fridge but that one bottle of beer. And it, actually, it's a can. And it's an old can that's the kind that you have to peel the top off like that to get to it. Wait, what? Yeah. What do, I don't and he's got, he keeps his bread in his fridge. He's a weird dude. Who keeps their bread in their fridge, right? I, I don't. It dries it out. So he keeps his bread in his fridge, too. That's really odd. So what else does this guy got in the house? I, I, I imagine that, like, his freezer's full of, like, dinner meals and stuff like that. But then one of them's out on the counter. That's what the cat's eating. Not the tuna in the can. That's what the cat's oh, eating. Oh, up on the counter? Yeah, on the counter, though. Mm. I'm, I'm fissioning that. Okay. But his guns are pristine. Okay. His guns is... are pristine. Like, they are beautifully set up in his bathroom, in the bathtub, because he's worried about anybody knowing where they're at. So he keeps them in the bathtub. I'm just, I'm seeing this whole thing play out right now. Somebody's stealing your movie. I'm telling you, right my, mind, my mind is something special. <laughs> I could put this whole Somebody shit. Somebody is stealing this entire scene. His name is Victor. Oh, gosh. He was, a bu- sorry, he was bullied Victor. He was bullied in school until he got to high school where he thought he had friends because he started to play football. And he was actually a lineman in football, but he's a little too skinny. <laughs> so he didn't really go anywhere with that. And then after he graduated, none of his friends liked him because they only liked him because he had a half of ability in football. So when he graduated high school, nobody liked him. And then they all started treating him like shit at the skating rink. And so like after he left there, he said, I'm going to kill everybody. And then he went home and he started buying this because that before that he was just in the video games. Well, first he created a Reddit account. Oh, yeah. I don't know about Reddit too much. (laughs) I'm sure he probably did do that. So he's got a Reddit account that he goes by um, Master Bread Cake. (laughs) That's his name. Master Bread Cake 17. That for whatever reason, he he. What'd you say? Dale from King of the Hill? <laughs> That's funny. Hold on. Shy says, I swear oh. I was going to add cats, but, but I was, I was, I was like, let me live. Yeah, let me live, my G. I'm I got trying, it. Shay. I'm trying. So let me get Let me get it. She, let, she trying to let me live. But you guys, for, hold on a second. So he used to be into Minecraft and like Pokemon cards and shit. But then after like he got cool because he played football, he stopped doing that and just got into the game, you know, trying to be better. But he was a little too small. And so then after he got bullied, he just started buying ammo magazines or whatever. So that's a lot of ammo magazine. He'd buy every one of them and he would never throw one away because he's kind of OCD, but oh, dirty, man. but dirty, like dirty, like, um, hoarder OCD, like can't throw oh, nothing away that's type not OCD, shit. That's just hoarder then. So then he has like, he's got three cats. He doesn't even know he has in the house because they were <laughs> like just... little kittens that they grew up. And he doesn't even know those are in there. <laughs> just in there living. Yeah. So like, anyways, this guy's Victor. Like Victor is the guy that says, "I'm gonna go down to this capital and I'm gonna, I'm gonna reign." That's why we gotta I'm look out. I'm gonna rain for, fire. We gotta look out for Victor. Victor's the guy. 
I'm, I mean, where does he, he live at? He lives someplace like outside of, I don't know, what? He lives like know. outside of, um, I don't know, Schoolcraft or something. Like, no, he lives outside of like, uh, out of no, outside of Novi in like the wooded areas of Novi. Okay. Because he moved out there. To get away from Yeah, because like, his neighbor was an asshole. <laughs> his neighbor liked hip hop music and he didn't like that shit. So he was like, I got to get away from here. He's knocking the tinfoil off my windows. That's what it was. So he moved out to like, it's like the road is like 14 mile and in in tree line is it, is tree it line drive is it 14 dirt? mile in tree line drive in tree line drive in the yeah. dirt i'm sure to get he's there. got one horse out there that's like emaciated because he doesn't ever feed it damn he abusing the horse too yeah he's i can't you don't know about abusing the horse i'm just I can't so anyways that's victor that's the guy so that we're worried, we're worried about, about doing tomorrow. some weird shit and um <laughs> so weird victor if you're watching this I'm sorry, bro. I just told your whole life story. Don't do no weird shit to nobody. Please. Don't do no weird shit. Yeah, don't do no weird shit. So while that Thank is Thank you weird. for letting me live finally. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> you guys would get that every day if she let me live one time. i But I'm, as soon as I do that, she as soon as I'm like, yeah, the name is such and such. She's like, you guys can always tell when I'm gonna go into this mode because I like drop my voice a little bit. And that's as soon as Erica's like, oh, I gotta stop this. Um, you see this Rubik's Cube right here? Chill, <laughs> so let I'm me laughing live. because Fuck, I'm gonna cut her mic on. I really feel his pain because it's like a constant with us. I'm really trying. I'll be like, sorry, babe. Sorry. We're gonna do like the first hour. He'll just give me this look like, like he's just so just like Yo, defeated. You got, mad at me. you got mad at me like five minutes ago. And I, I don't know what I said. I cut you off a little bit. And Erica, when she get mad, she like does her lips like. <laughs> When she's talking, she was like, "Dude, I've done that since I was a kid." And I'm cannot, like, "All right, shit. you know what? This you guys is, see me crawl up under the table. I, I was trying to work look. at it. I cannot fix my face, and I'm trying to. I was trying to, but see, look, I probably fixed my face, but my lips told the truth. Couldn't even do it." <laughs> Pop said, What's that? Uh, I only told this stuff about my childhood. I didn't know you was going to talk about it on your show. <laughs> and my name is not Victor, boy. What is that? Detroit, Detroit area. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, what she say? KP Powell says, "Well, us tree huggers live further." Yeah. Uh, okay. What is all? So that's not far enough out. Oh, yeah, I can't say no by. It's like that's not far enough. That city's yeah, named after the you. post office. It's like Forty Fifth District, PO Box, such and such. I have zero sense of direction, so I don't even know where, where you're talking. Novi about. is out by uh, past uh, Brighton. Where I mean, I know go. where Novi is, but like, yeah. I don't know. I can't really picture. You better not know Victor. <laughs> you and Victor been talking. I can't even say like maybe I dated Victor in high school. <laughs> My homeboy used to always talk about that when his uh his girlfriend went on a trip down to Miami, and he's like, "You better not be down there talking to Yachty that plays for the uh for the Miami. What is the yacht? The what's the baseball team down there? I can't think of the damn name." He's like, "You better not be down there talking to Yadimir. I don't know why he would say that, but that was just like a joke I for the longest. Him, that was a joke for the longest because I know Yachty. Yadimir played for one of the teams up here or something like that, and they moved down there. So it was just a joke, like, Yadimir was a good-looking baseball player that you're going to go down there and find Yadimir. He was a whole persona. Rodriguez and, and lead me. <laughs> this is why y'all are friends, though, because y'all yeah. created that whole character and oh. what he looked like, how he talked, what he sounded like, how he dressed, what he smelled like. Yo, if, if, me, if social media was around back when I was younger, I would be – I would not be, you guys wouldn't know me from this perspective. You would definitely know me from a different level because we knew how to do all of the little skits and shit. And uh, we used to go around the MSU's campus and like get people on TV like punked and stuff before that was ever a thing. Before, before punked was ever a thing and the camera we had was like a shoulder camera and we would go down there and do all of that shit. But 
I remember we came up with this skit um, called Dewey. It's like DUI. And so then like anytime, and we was going to like pitch this thing to Budweiser where anytime somebody got in the car drunk, you know, they'd fumble their way into the car and they'd get in there and they'd turn the car on. And then Dewey would step up from the back like, hey, where are we going? You know, like, <laughs> like where are we going? <laughs> like, And so then the pitch was going to be like, don't, don't, nobody likes Dewey. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody, cause he's like, Dewey, get the fuck out of the car. And he's like, no, where are we going? I want to go. He's like, no, get out the car. Cause Dewey, right? DUI. I'm trying so, to ride with you. I'm not trying to ride with y'all, man. Where are we going? It's like, don't. every time you did some dumb shit, with drinking or was going to be in the car. Man, like, we Dewey would pop up and like, can right I go? Now. I was like, no, I know. I just gave Damn. that away. You guys can have it. It's okay. You know where you got it from. And I got a thousands more. So come get it. If you want it. It's going to cost you. Oh, uh, we're way over our time though you guys so we appreciate y'all um our show will not be on tomorrow we'll be on friday and i think i got a special guest coming on who is a guy who was actually con- con- or, excuse me um charged with murder down in alabama and he's out on bond right now fighting it but it was a self-defense situation and he wants to tell his story okay so we're gonna bring him on um to have that conversation i'm hoping so we're gonna work that all out tomorrow and i'll I'll see if i can get him on here and i will definitely lead y'all into the story because it's a very interesting one like when i heard the story and that they wanted that they wanted to open it up he's not talked to anybody about this outside of you know his lawyer and i said you are you sure you want to do this on this show and he was like yes man i want to tell my truth i need to get it out and his lawyer is going to be with him and so that's i mean this is this is unprecedented territory this guy is facing a murder trial right now out, out of mind, mind and wants to tell his story black man uh and the story is uh story is very interesting just to just to, just to tell y'all that and um i guess they trumped up the charges because the charges was what they were and then they boomed the charges up on them so yeah exactly shocking but Are so obviously charged? he's out so there's got to be some type of uh you know some validity type of validity to his, to defense, his defense that he's not in there you know, under the jail. So that's, that'll be Friday's show. And we'll also talk about the outcome of Thursday. Yeah. Um, and I'll tell you guys how the conversations go with the people that I'm going to go down here and social distance and see uh, more than arms distance away. And um, so. man, I appreciate y'all coming on, man. This thing is growing more and more every day. We got more people following. We got more people asking questions, tons of support in the, in the uh, inbox. Yeah. And uh, this thing has been a journey, man. And you got, we're just getting started. Absolutely. And I think we're, we're talking about like current events and things that are going on right now. And, and they do kind of all work in with each other. But, you know, just like you just told the, the gentleman that wants to come out on the show. Victor? Um, no, no. Oh, the other guy. <laughs> I'm I don't gonna know if we Vic- letting I'm Victor a, on the show. <laughs> I'm going to find Victor and get Victor on the show. We're going to talk to him. No. But, you know, it's, it's stuff like that. Inserting anything. It's really anything. There's, you know, there's all these different things that are very interesting. There's so many interesting people and interesting topics to talk about. It's not always going to be kind of the same thing, but how can we not talk about the things that are going on right now, affecting everybody that we're all thinking about? So, yeah, and that yeah. is kind of how the show took a turn, didn't it? Because yeah, of that. I mean, this it was wasn't polarized. what we intended this show to be about. Well, like, but how can we not? It'll be, I guess it'll be some of all of that. You know, you're going to mm-hmm. get some, you're going to get some real life shit and we're going to be talking about some, you know, moving our culture forward and then we're going to talk about some jokies and other things mm-hmm. that are going on and i guess it's just everything man it really is it's everything. just mike and eric's conversation if That's you go back far enough on our youtube channel you'll catch some episodes of throwback talking about the 80s we we did uh, KP, reviews of movies <laughs> kp says nova is named after the roman numbers of 11 a train station huh 
I feel like remember I, I just that said before. that though. Remember I just said that yeah. like most of those little towns out there be named after the post office. Like that's funny. Yeah. That city's post forty five. You know, and they give a zip code. That's crazy, KP. Appreciate that. Knowledge nugget. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, we appreciate y'all again. Go find us on all the platforms. I've been lacking on getting these shows on our YouTube and our Spotify and all that. So I think I'm just going to take like the last three good ones that we had and start getting them on. Terrence, what the hell, bro? You can't see we still on live? Um, See, now I know you weren't watching us. Yeah, and so I'm going to start getting better at that. What we're talking about doing, though, is knocking this down to two shows a week and then eventually finding the hot spot and having one good show a week where we can have visuals and guests and all of that stuff every week so it's not like we're – because, I mean, we put a whole year's worth of guests into this show already. I mean, we yeah. had some stone cold. We had Verge Monero, the ex mayor, on the show. Yeah, we. I mean, had a how lot many people you know topics. sitting in their kitchen doing Verge Monero on the show? Yeah, and that's that a sounded thing. terrible. Uh, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> how many okay. people sitting in their kitchen doing Verge Monero on a show? No, but, uh, well, I don't even know how it's better to say it, but <laughs> that wasn't it. You opened yeah. yourself up for that one, but if you like, we said Pause. go back far enough, and no. there are a lot of really good episodes to watch. Um, we didn't. We're just a lot of the new people coming in, obviously, are coming off of um, hearing about us about the most recent things. Um, But we had a really great mental health episode. And I think that that Mm -hmm. still applies right now. We are still in the middle of a pandemic. Um, That mental health episode I thought was great. And then um, a financial episode, which can help with people that are struggling right now. Um, What else? I mean, we've had a city. Check it out. Matt Brown came on talking about finances. We had Angela Waters Austin come on talking about uh, black black and uh, BLM and One Love Global and Truth and yeah. Racial Healing and so it's been a lot. We had yeah. a lot, we had a lot of good shows, you guys. So catch up on some of that, but um, catch us on our YouTube, America Twenty Life, and uh, Spotify, Apple, Apple Podcast, Facebook, and Instagram. Our Instagram needs. We only got like sixty people on there. We need to transition. We need everybody to go yeah. check out all. The, our Instagram is good because you get to see our lives outside of the show. I mean, we need that. We do a lot of stuff outside of the show, and a lot of that's on there. So you can see, yeah. like, of our, our moving around the city. We don't just protest and talk to politicians. Yeah. <laughs> we don't do a whole lot of that at all. <laughs> we do in some America normal world. stuff, too. Yeah. So we love y'all. Appreciate y'all for coming on. I hope that everybody stays safe tomorrow. Um, it's all love. We'll talk to you, and hopefully not about you. Peace. <laughs>